0: You know it's no secret I've shared these types of stories on the show many a times but you know when I was a kid mm-hmm. you know living in close close quarters with my parents all the time right our rooms were always so close mm-hmm. together no matter what our um household situation looked like but you know mm-hmm. you can't help as a kid sometimes you overhear your parents having sex right and you, I know
1: one of the greatest moments of <laughs> of our podcast was you telling me that story about a year ago all um, right right but, any, but anyway, I was but just I'm gonna tell happy, you a different happy. story about like when I didn't know what
0: was going on, right? So, mm. you know, I would ask, like, you know, what was that noise last night? And of course, you know, as parents, repressed Catholics, you know, they mm. would they would lie and be like, oh, they were moving their headboard, like their headboard fell mm. over, and that's what all the noises <laughs> were. You know, they were trying to fix mm. it. So, you know, throughout like the day that. I would think like, wait a minute, it does take like 30 minutes to do that. Like, this is not a 30-minute wow. ordeal. And secondly, at no point when i was you know putting up my own headboard as an adult did i feel the need to scream oh fuck oh fuck fuck me harder like a little <laughs> slut right cuz like you never <laughs> want to hear your dad say that right <laughs> oh
1: man it's so true it's so Ew. true <laughs> I just, we just we just we rewatched Zach and Miri make a porno. Oh, and cool! That, you and your wife just, whole, just check that out. That whole scene with the with with uh, Tracy Lords and, and 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 the young the young boy uh, and all of the the anus play that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's implied. The pecking scene. Anal. yes. yes. <laughs> Ugh, disgusting, but still hilarious when it's your dad. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what, well, my favorite part of that scene too is like when they're finished and you know they, they cut like i can't remember that character's name but like he's just in the background just like grimacing like
1: we're mm-hmm. doing a great job here <laughs> yeah
0: that is such a good movie man like it's raunchy as all heck it's like mm-hmm. one of the raunchiest films that borders mm-hmm. on an actual pornography uh, that'll actually borders on an actual porno but it it's, yes. it it's so endearing and it's full of heart like it's a it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you can stomach that kind of content, then like, I recommend right. that movie for everyone.
1: I was totally just, I had that whole Dutch rudder thing pop up in my head again <laughs> when I was talking to my wife. So for so, some so reason we it's talked while about While she was like giving
0: that. you a Dutch rudder? Is that-
1: <laughs> and like, I couldn't remember what it was called. I was like, "What is? what does he call it? When he grabs his own dick, but then Seth Rogen is like moving his arm. <laughs> 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 I, got, I guess we got to go watch that movie now. And luckily it was right there on, on Netflix.
0: So. And then of course, when you have a very, very close friend, like you know, you and I have done this before. It's like I grab my own mm. dick, you grab your own dick. Yes. I you yeah. you I grab your arm, you grab my arm. Double right. Dutch rudder. That's double right. It. We We're, ain't touching each other's dicks.
1: We ain't gay. No, this isn't gay. <laughs> this isn't gay. It just feels really good. It just feels really good. You're just palling <laughs> around with your pal. You know? And I just love how how weakly Seth Rogen's arm is on his <laughs> is on Jason Mewes' arm. <laughs> he, and he doesn't want to be like, there. Uh,
0: <laughs> he was there to profess his love to Milly. You know, spoilers right. for the ending of that amazing movie. But he was just there to of profess course. his love. He wasn't he wasn't Pretty expecting good. to inadvertently jack off uh jason muse
1: i know none <laughs> of us are but we, we end up doing it eventually mm-hmm. at any point in our life yeah so, I, I, um, that, that,
0: that's that's the risk you have to take meeting jason muse
1: right <laughs> <laughs> no, for those was, of you who was...
0: saw the title of this episode and wasn't expecting that conversation welcome to the skinny with mike and adam today we're going Dust, to be
1: dustin Kensrue makes a porno that's a good title that's that a great that chose
0: title yeah i'd watch that <laughs> I'd watch that. And and just like in Zach uh, and Mirror make a porno, like Seth Rogen's character makes a great point. Like you know, mm-hmm. you if you hear that somebody even if you hate them made a porno, like you're going to watch it, right? You can't not watch it.
1: Right. Right. Rosie O'Donnell's in a porno. Like why aren't we fucking why? watching that right <laughs> right now? now. Exactly.
0: <laughs> anyway, All uh we right. we're going to be we're, we are going to be breaking down uh Thrice's 20 plus long career uh, and this is kind of in celebration of their 12th? 11th? I don't know. The the, the counting gets weird and we'll get to that. Uh, their new album that's going to come out this Friday called Horizons East and uh, there's rumblings that this is kind of a uh, um, concept the first of a concept project in, lo- in kind of in lieu of a previous concept project that they've done before.
1: Mm, that makes me nervous
0: oh it does and you know i've heard yeah. a song on this one you know they released the lead single off of horizons east not too long ago and and in, in the announcement of this album uh and it's a good one and you know we're gonna be talking a lot about a lot about good and great and amazing thrice albums and good and great and amazing thrice songs so there's uh,
1: not too many to not gloat about
0: that's true i think so we're gonna that's... we're we're gonna start off with like you know, their first one, and then it's going to be glowing from there. <laughs> <laughs> Various forms of glowing. So we yes. hope you'll enjoy that uh, further down in this episode. Uh, but first, Adam, we've been checking out just a few albums that came out this past Friday. We got some initial thoughts. I know you've been checking out Turnstile, too, a little week after the rest of us have. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll kind of share our thoughts here at the beginning of the episode. And this is mm-hmm. kind of the beginning Of the storm that's coming. That is the September lineup. Good golly.
1: I know. The storm beckons. Recall elections looming in our state. There's a storm coming, Mike.
0: There is. Oh, my goodness. And it all begins right here with Turnstiles Glow On. I know that's an August album. But, uh, Adam, you were checking out this past week. Ah, You know, the industry as a whole seem to be loving seem to be glowing pun intended on this album it's a very diverse album too you know musically diverse it's got a little bit of it's got a little bit of rock elements got a little bit of electronica elements got a little bit of like a soul element too i felt uh, how, how what was your thoughts on this i know you weren't feeling I, it initially but how has they're, it grown on you
1: no it's not it's not gl- gl- grown on grown on me it's not grown but... on you no, I know you mentioned like a let live pop punk vibe and I don't hear it. Oh. So, interesting. It, it it seems it seems long at 34 minutes and 15 tracks. Um and by the end I'm just like I'm 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 kind of out. So,
0: Ooh. maybe I'm just
1: I'm just not the demographic anymore.
0: And that's fine. Guess That is a spicy take too because you know, I I when I heard it, you know, it was recommended to us uh, over on our discord go check out our discord by the way and um you know I, I checked it out went in blind never heard about this band before and i really liked it on first impression and it just started growing on me because i started picking up all these cool musical elements these cool lyrical themes and I, I i figured that it would be like a runaway hit amongst people but even amongst our own discord community of people that Mm -hmm. we talked to there, it still seems about split. So you seem to be on the side that are, that isn't feeling it.
1: I know. I think me and Daniel were the only ones uh, out of the five of us uh, Mm -hmm. that weren't feeling it. I don't know what Dave was feeling. I don't know if he gave us any feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, You and Tom were definitely like glowing about it. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. It's all very, how do you put it? Like low fi in a way it's not, it's not polished by any means, which is endearing. But maybe it's just because I read that article or I read that headline one day after I listened to the album the first time. And it was like, Turnstile fan poops in Moshpit. And now that's all I can <laughs> think about when this fan pops up in my head. And the so first this, off, this why, is real, why,
0: by the way, right? <laughs> like, this isn't like a thing that you saw in like the hard times. I know the hard times <laughs> ran away with this, but like, this is a real thing that happened.
1: I, it didn't look like. It was a hard times article. Okay. Let me try to Google and and so I'm just typing in turnstile fan poops (laughs) and seeing what comes up. Yep, turnstile fan pooped at Santa Cruz show. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) No, I gotta look at this Um, turnstile fan pooped. It says turnstile's new music is so good people are literally shitting themselves.
0: Whoa. Uh, Is this the vulture? Is the vulture article?
1: This is from vulture. Yes. Okay. So I, again, this band seems to be like, like a media darling. That's, that's cool. Um, but I don't think that's a good thing to be showing off at this point. I mean, there's like a, a story you tell like 30 years when you're going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Remember that one time in 2021 when somebody shit, that was funny. And then you move on. Like it, I don't know why it became like national news practically or like, I mean, every, every media outlet did a story on this. Man attending turnstile show uh, poops in pit. Uh, all right, let's talk about the poop in the pit thing. I mean, like, <laughs> like there's so many articles about this.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I, and let's be honest here. I'd rather read articles like this than the turns. a member of turnstile sexually assaulted a, a minor. That's true. So, that's could, true. So far. So many... I mean, that's coming. That's oh God, God, no, please. No. <laughs>
1: Maybe not if we're lucky. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, these guys are probably like 24 years old, so you know, anything's possible. But I- I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Maybe by the end of the year, I'll grow a little bit more. But no, for me, it was like, it was like a five.
0: Oh, wow, 14. five out of 15.
1: Yeah, wow, is there 15 or 14? I forgot. Oh, well, there's <laughs> yeah. like
0: some interlude stuff in here, so I guess maybe you could count like 14, but. Um, there was definitely
1: yep. some some good grooves along the way there. I was I grooving uh, the
0: entire thirty four minute runtime, bro.
1: Man, I am. I am glad that you got something from it.
0: Mm-hmm. You are happy for me. <laughs> I am happy
1: for you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the only new thing that I had this week. It was all mm-hmm. oldies from there.
0: Yep. Old the time Calm time. Before the Storm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. But, you know.
1: I'm, speak- I'm only down to three albums for next Friday because I, I, I'm not going to listen to Idola. And luckily, Don Broco, for some retarded reason, bands are starting to push back their albums because of the vinyl issue. And I think I'm just going to go out and say it that, that, that it's stupid. I, I don't think that is a good idea. You, but, you, you
0: don't. You don't think it's a good idea for bands to make. It was. Money? It was
1: one thing. It was one thing when Underoath did it, and yeah. I can like say, okay, well, then maybe it's probably a really bad album. and They needed to push it
0: back. Ooh, anyway. But now oh, if- <laughs> oh! Don't say those things, Adam.
1: But now, oh. like it's it, like, is this going to just become a theme? And t- like, first off, there's no re- reason for vinyl in the first place. But uh, secondly, yes, there is. It's, it, it, there's a big no, collector's market no, out there. For no, 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 yes, yes, no, no. Yes, yes, vinyl yes, yes, is yes, stupid, yes. stupid, 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 waste of money. But <laughs> so is this just going to be a Keep thing? Keep in mind, where, like, Adam fans is saying are going to Knowing
0: that we have a draft special where we invite fans to turn in their picks and the winner gets a vinyl of their choice.
1: Right. That's <laughs> incredible for them. If I win, you can, you can pay my monthly Amazon music charge and we'll call it even. There but, you go. <laughs> but no, I just, I don't want this to become a thing where more bands start pushing it back because they're like, Oh, cause of COVID we don't have access to vinyl. And it's like, No, let's let's not let's not have this. Adam, that is a
0: spicy take. And I, for one, yeah, I'm bummed that like we have to wait a little bit longer for some of these albums we're anticipating. But I, for one, want these bands to make money, and that
1: means and they will, they will make money. They'll make money a month later off of their retarded vinyl sales that people are buying for some unknown reason.
0: I'm sure the. (laughs) I'm sure the.
1: the studies have been done, right? Do, do you know what it's like to just have closets filled with albums that stay there for the rest of time? Oh, yeah. That's why That's like, why
0: I gave all of mine to my local
1: <laughs> music store and got like 60-something dollars back. I know. And I gave away all my CDs to to a freaking thrift store. And it was the most freeing experience of my life. <laughs> and that's probably where my, my slash autograph went who who knows but does it matter and somebody bought that
0: slash autograph for like two dollars
1: and and i could go on ebay and buy that slash autograph for one dollar if i wanted to it's like there's absolutely no reason for us to be like like glorifying vinyl at this point if you need to like put it up on your wall in a frame to like make it look pretty cool that's fine but to to hold back an album because you can't get your vinyl on time is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> of, I can't the, be the only one.
0: <laughs> one of the birthday presents I bought for Adam was a vinyl. It was and Did I have to
1: wait? Did I have to wait an <laughs> okay. extra month okay. to get okay. it? <laughs> All
0: right. Where, where is that vinyl, <laughs> by the way? Did you hang it up in work?
1: No, it's under my bed. I sleep underneath it every oh, night and it you didn't influences even my it dreams. You I don't even have... hang... why do I buy love you? It. Presents, don't get me Adam. wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I just have no need for physical items (laughs) with music on them (laughs) in my life. I'm not going to go put it on a a freaking record player. I'm not six anymore. Bro, I'm
0: I'm not (laughs) saying you're wrong. I agree with you. But I'm just saying this is a huge moneymaker these days for these bands. And if they need to get that income because they ain't trying, they ain't making money money off of Best Buy sales anymore. Bro, they got to make that money. They got to exploit the the collectors and exploit they will. Can you hear me now? I can. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. Okay. You're back online. I don't know if I lost internet. You lost internet. It was
0: showing me that you were offline. Damn it. Okay. It
1: hasn't happened in a while. And this is what happens when you, discount vinyl apparently and like (laughs) we're gonna unplug this d-bag
0: you see what happens like you you (laughs) for one you broke the internet now you're now you're now the internet's after us in this show that we're being censored because of you dude i'm sorry i'm very sorry (laughs) it's okay we had some technical difficulties where i think we're back now but uh, we're going to go ahead and continue but you know that aside you know wanting bands to make money cuz you know they they ain't making money anywhere else bro they got to make their money by exploiting collectors so that being said <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible way of putting it
1: <laughs> they and exploit they will adam they exploit will exploit they will the rest <laughs> of you have to wait now because of the collector market which is i don't how many percentage of these people are are buying vinyl. I mean, when you break it all down with fans, it can't be fifty percent or more. They did right? the
0: market research, is all I'm saying, man. They did the market research. They did the the the, the cost effectiveness of delaying it a month. Then and, and and apparently, it's gonna make them money. So you know what. Make that Skrilla, Don Broco. Make that Skrilla, Under Oath. <laughs> I'm He's, pretty sure Under is going to make a lot more money than Don Broco, but you know what? I mean, make that money. Don Broco
1: is bigger in England than they are here,
0: so Oh, that's whatever. a good point. I guess we don't live in Europe, so. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to have any shortage anyway. of new music to check out, you know, the, 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 right. in part the few albums that we checked out this fri- this past Friday. So we got some initial thoughts on a few of them before we jump into our main topic this week. Adam, what do you want to start with? I know that you checked out one more album than I did. Or actually, we both checked out one more album than the other did.
1: Uh, I-, I checked out Sincere Engineering. You checked out Jesus Craig. Yes. Jesus Craig. Uh, three listens in. Um, it-, it sounds like a Jesus album. Uh, Johnny's doing his thing. He's apologizing to us. He's. Is it really an apology album? Okay. I, I mean, he always apologizes on every album <laughs> since, since <laughs> th- 20, whenever DBM 2 came out. I, I think that's, the, a, that's a,
0: that's a bad sign. I think you gotta stop doing <laughs> shitty things and you don't have to apologize anymore, bro.
1: I know. It's 35 minutes long. It's not like a huge thing, but uh, okay. there's a rapper on there and the rapper is saying all sorts of, of, angry sort of things. Oh, <clears throat> and I'm, and I don't know if it's a, a Johnny Craig, like, oh, like he's supposed to be the one saying it, but the rapper is, is, is the one. Oh yeah. Make somebody it. else
0: say these bits, say <laughs> these bad things so that uh, you absolve me of, of all wrongdoing. Okay. I mean,
1: musically it's cool. Cause then it's like rapping and then it's like him doing his R and B thing for the chorus. Um, but it's, it's, it, it, it's, 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 where we, uh, expected him to be at this point. Sure. So, uh, yeah, yep. that's it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's for, for, for me and for other people, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I think we're just going to go ahead and and not listen to this or not support Johnny Craig anymore. Like it's getting to the point where it's like I'm feeling really guilty, like supporting this dude and every YouTube stream, every Spotify stream, everything like that. You're putting money in his pocket and, you know, you and, and you as an individual can reconcile that however you however you wish, you know separating art and the artists you know that that whole argue, argument but it's gotten to the point now where like it's one thing after another with this dude and with those hardcore like sexual assault allegations recently And it's like i i can't do this anymore man like wasn't how long ago were those like last
1: year when did those ones come up because i remember hearing something from 2017 when all that <laughs> yeah that's another then, one another then girl, we had yeah then we had the beautiful death album where he explained his way out of it. And everybody was, everybody forgave him. Yeah. I don't remember hearing great any. Great album. Not uh, saying that's ones. not a great album.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I don't remember hearing any others after that, but I don't like. what
0: well, was his previous look. partner and like there's him, him, him not respecting consent and being very violent with her. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it cause it's, you know, it's, it's disgusting, but, um, it, it's out there if you want to, if you want to, um, check it out and and that and this is piling on like all the other things with this homeboy too and it's just like one thing after another with this guy it's like it's getting to the point where it's like you know too many chances have been excused of so but uh but you know it, but that that aside though this 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 album itself is just kind of like oh you know what to expect
1: you know what to expect yes okay
0: so not his best work even like his best solo work just kind of
1: there I don't know because usually his his, his solo albums are very 50-50. From no, okay. my experience. It, it's yeah, so um don't have too much more to say about that yet. But I'll okay. let you know next week. Yeah. He's still going to be here, Mike. He's not going anywhere. He's not going away. Whether you listen or not, he will always be there. <laughs> he will always legal make action money against He will always teenagers. exploit
0: his fans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Threatening legal action against rape accusationers.
0: Oh, hold on. I just got an email from uh, the lawyer representing Johnny. Oh, great. I'm sued. Oh, you are great. sued.
1: I got sued. Cause he, he says somewhere in there or Something the rapper about- says that, uh, if, if you said it or wrote it or deleted your Twitter post about it, he knows, <laughs> he knows he's listening to this knows, right now, dude. And he's, and, and he's taking names. And yeah, that's all that, but it's like from an angry rap guy perspective. So it's mm-hmm. like, ah, Oh, good thing. It's not Johnny Craig saying this. Oh, okay. This,
0: good. Yeah. This is this, this so an angry, <laughs>
1: angry, angry gentleman <laughs> who I don't, I I, I don't want to assume his, his ethnic origins, but I'm, I'm just gonna say he's, he's, he's very angry in that song. Yeah. So, so we're safe then. Like,
0: you know, I can, I can we ignore this email is what I'm sure is what you're trying to say. We are,
1: we are in the media and we've been talking about Johnny Craig pretty heavily for a lot of years now, yeah. So, I want so he knows we're we're on his list of names.
0: Yeah, I want a feud with Johnny Craig. That sounds like fun. But uh, no, we should <laughs> totally do it. A uh, couple, a couple, a uh, couple more releases that came out this past Friday. Uh, what would, would you think, really quick, of the newest EP from Hot Milk? Ah, so hot! Ow! Uh, I
1: I just want to know what happens when I am dead. All caps. I know. So far, so good. I've listened to it like twice. I think. Cool. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the last EP. I know I forgot to mention it. Yes. Um, Are you feeling weeks... alive? I, re- I listened to that one several weeks ago and forgot to mention it on the show, but oh, I cool. really enjoyed that one. And this seems to be just as good. That, that one was from
0: last year. That one was 2019 from what I'm reading four songs. Okay. Uh, and I believe this was a recommendation for us. Uh, I think in, in anticipation for this new EP um mm-hmm. but yeah this ep is 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 pretty good that last ep was great um mm-hmm. i think this one's gonna grow on me a little bit more i you know I, when i listened to it i thought like oh this is this is pretty decent but i can see how this would have already on first impression grabbed people and um you know you know had had, T- had you know
1: had their way with them yes had their way with them yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the word johnny craig get off of our podcast now. ew stop <laughs>
1: Johnny Craig's Um, hot milk. Ew. Ah, where'd that come from? (laughs) Jeez. I was just making a a friendly joke about like, like consensual relations. You did. You went too far. (laughs) I am the problem. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope this band can someday afford a full album. I mean, well, you know, I feel weird when they, when they make, when you make two EPs and you still haven't made a full album yet, there's something not right. about. You know, I felt like this EP was the proper length.
0: I felt like any yeah. more than this, and I, I would have been tired of it.
1: Mm, okay, but you know, there seems but to this be, is
0: my first impression.
1: There seems to be a lot more of the dual vocals.
0: Yeah, one, which was like which was cool. One. Yeah, I like how like the the male vocal is like the secondary one, which is usually like the the opposite for bands that have like female uh, musicians in there. Like it's like oh well, right. once in a while we'll get the we'll get we'll utilize your female vocals, but it seems this is like the opposite, which is which I think is a cool juxtaposition.
1: Yes so uh that's about where i'm at yeah with the new stuff i think um Uh, i'm listening to the the new vampire money ep oh cool
0: yeah that came out uh oh that 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 already did come out yeah that's right
1: (laughs) yeah so it's frightening it's it is like
0: like, you're not dead
1: but we are like that was pretty cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh but you also checked out the the new hawthorne heights didn't you
1: I've started that one. I'm like three listens into that one as well. The rain so far, just so good. follows me. So far, so good. I mean, again, I, I know I, I mentioned to Daniel yesterday that I always expect Hawthorne Heights to suck. And then I listened to it and I, I've had a good time ever since. I think the Skeletons album was really like the last one that was kind of like, okay. Um, and that was 2010, right? Yeah, that was a while right, ago. Right, yeah. So 2011 and beyond has been... Pretty damn good, in my opinion. Well, can I say this?
0: The mm-hmm. rain just follows me. Is fine.
1: You're you're not digging it. Too I am much not
0: yet. digging this album at all, man. And it's like such a shame because okay. it seems like everybody else is. Hmm. Okay. You know, you. I, I follow this band on a hot on, on Instagram, and you know, of course, on Instagram, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, your album's so good! Oh, it's the best work you ever did!" Oh, uh. <laughs> but like. And then it's I'm like reading old it every- stuff and new stuff at the same time. <laughs> it's like you never evolved, and that's that, <laughs> that's my problem with this. It just feels like I've heard these songs before. It feels like I've heard these riffs before, and that's not that's not really what I want from Hawthorne Heights. I know that they're just kind of appealing to their long term fans at this point. Like they're a legacy band, and they have their dedicated fan base. They're no longer like the biggest emo band in the world, but um, for what this is, I just felt like it was a huge step backwards, and it's just I, I'm failing to connect to it, and I, I feel bad because I've been a huge Hawthorne Heights apologist, well, not apologist, but like <laughs> I've been a longtime supporter of them, and like you know, letting people know that like, oh, they're not just Ohio is for lovers, you know, they've There's got a spider this. In the bathtub. There is a spider in the bathroom. Oh my god! Spider
1: in the bathtub. I gotta go. Oh god! Pause. Might be, I might be dead. I'll, I'll be back bathroom. if I am alive. Oh, are you still there, Mike? Well,
0: I—it's—it's—it's it's, it's weird because, like, when you left, I got attacked by a spider, and now I'm dead.
1: <laughs> oh darn! Well, ours was uh, not 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 a venomous spider. Was okay. It? I'm assuming yours was, I'm speaking to you in the afterlife now. Yeah.
0: So, like, uh, I, I managed to log in from hell. Um, so, uh, apologies for the fire and brimstone in the background, but uh, I just like just-
1: Dustin, just like Dustin said three years ago. God, this sodomites. <laughs> remember, he called us that. And that's so true. There you are in hell. We're going to still talk about thrice. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Is it amazing that 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 um, identity crisis is being played on the loudspeaker twenty four seven over there?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which is
1: which is ironic
0: to say the least. <laughs> um, but really quick, I, we, we were also recommended uh, this uh, this new album that came out this past Friday called "Bless My Psyche." From the band Sincere Engineer. Now, I've never heard of this band before. Sincere
1: Engineer,
0: which is a cute name. I get it. Haha. Ha. Uh, but uh, man, what a surprisingly cool album this is. Man, it's a guy like that's. Mm. You, so you know the the countless at this point, countless sad girl art pop albums that we've been listening to over the last couple of years. So many. We love them all. So imagine that with like a midwestern punk the midwestern emo punk aesthetic so you just you you basically take those lyrics and those themes and you present them in the manner that's very similar to like hot mulligan or even like early tiny movie part tiny tiny moving
1: parts say that five times fast but uh in my mind you're just talking hawthorne heights jt woodruff sounds like a girl he is emo Midwest. a little bit yeah yeah I mean, even even with, just, it, 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 it even sounds like hawthorne heights at some points yeah it's the same album <laughs> Like I don't know why you like this and not the other one.
0: (laughs) Oh, and really quick, in in the rain, just follows me. Those screams are, oof, they're painful.
1: But now I'm now I'm accepting them. They were painful last album. Yeah. Now they're just like, well, it's just going to be this way now. (laughs) I know, and I
0: I just have to try to get used to it, and it's and it's rough. But um, but anyway, uh, for sincere engineer, this is a huge surprise it sounds like they're making fun of themselves and it's it's off-putting but uh, with this album though it's a huge surprise and um i recommend everybody go check this out and see for yourself but yeah it's you basically take all the lyrical themes of like sad girl art pop and the and then just transpose that into a, a, a midwestern emo punk um musician aesthetic and it's just such a cool, it's such a cool and endearing style, and I love it.
1: Cool and endearing,
0: Mike. Yes, this band has a, this has a previous album as well for 2017.
1: Seventeen is called
0: a word I can't
1: pronounce. Rhombithian. That that, Rhombithian. that, that that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, the cover art is a car with its trunk open filled with things so good thing we're, we're, we're glorifying vinyl just for that reason. <laughs> we're glorifying
0: you homelessness <laughs> you did this America
1: uh, that's what I want hanging up in my office or bed yeah
0: do you want that vinyl so that you can hang it up we'll put it underneath your bed <laughs> where, where the, my last very thoughtful gift that I got you is, is currently sitting <laughs>
1: like I said it influences my dreams and it makes me do all sorts of crazy things <sighs> in my sleep
0: on to the next segment. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I know
2: you're out there, somewhere out there. why
1: you why you have why go with so funny? Butter- I, you, I you, me. Me. I'm you I'm
0: on fucking go so butter- like you? you leave me? I'm on, you. I'm on fucking TV. Christ. I haven't heard that uh, musical interlude in a while. So uh, I'm using the one that Dave sent us, by the way.
1: <laughs> it breaks new ground.
0: <laughs> this is a band that, would you say they've new, broken new ground multiple times? Well, that's
1: that's what I thought. And oh. then I went back and listened to the early albums. And I was like, wow, everybody sounded like this between 2000 and 2000. 3 or but four. who
0: popularized it and made it accessible to a wider audience adam that's right yes it was I thrice
1: the pioneers that they were in june of 2000 mm-hmm. i mean well even I, before then they've been around since since
0: 1998 uh they started well, in irvine california and one thing one cool thing we should get this um out of the way first uh the band members currently are one Dustin Kenzru on guitar and vocals, Tepe Teranishi on uh, guitar. And then later like keyboards and samples and stuff. We also got Mm -hmm. Eddie Breckenridge and Riley Breckenridge brothers, both on bass and guitar. And you know what? Those have been the only four members in their 20 plus year career. And I think that's pretty special. You know, there's that you don't see a lot of bands like that. AFI comes to mind. Um, I know they had like an early lineup change very, very early on in their, in their um, career but for the most part it's been those four guys and thrice uh very similar you know
1: yeah that's pretty surprising i mean and then dustin goes off and does solo work and tepe is right there producing it mm-hmm. and then the brothers go work at coffee Starbucks. shops at Walgreens. <laughs> and then sit around and wait to get a call from dustin like oh did he call oh not
0: yet oh okay I got it <laughs> Go make my money elsewhere. <laughs> no, Maybe I'll get it. some
1: tips today.
0: We're making fun of them. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about Thrice on this week's episode. Again, in anticipation for uh, this Friday's Horizons East. And we'll get to that uh, once we're done talking through their long-standing up and down career. Uh, they've broken up once for a good while and then came back with a vengeance and, you know, so we'll we'll talk about all that. And there, there there are various stylistic changes and where you and I, Adam have kind of like come into their career. Now, um, I guess we'll just get started at the beginning here. Um, identity crisis was their first album and this came out in uh, June of the year 2000. This, this came out on a long, long disbanded label called green flag. Uh, this was, kind of off of demos that they release as a, uh, uh, like a self-release demos EP called first impressions that they released the year prior. And um, so they were kind of making a name for themselves in the Southern California music scene. And they kind of got picked up by um, some dude who like, who, who like had connections to like subsidy and hopeless records back in the day. Uh, so they released this off of, off of like a, <clears throat> Like, like under like a sister label called Green Flag, and uh, yeah, this, so you know they had some hits off of this one. And Adam, um, just keep in mind too, I forgot to tell you this off air, but like as we're going through these uh, albums, you want to let me know what you want to what what song you would like to play uh, feel, in the background.
1: Obviously, Phoenix Ignition feels like the extension. Yeah, absolutely. There's still a, a few other good tracks on here, um, but not too many
0: <laughs> tnc also comes to mind the closing track you know that that's another song that they um have have and we'll, and we'll talk about to talk about this too with during their breakup but like this was a song that they used to play a bunch and then they retired and then they brought back for their farewell uh tour in to the 2012 but yeah tnc is a pretty good closing track especially you know this this if you listen to this and you listen to Thrice's most recent album, it sounds like two completely different bands, right? This is like oh, I more... know.
1: They they sound like like middle schoolers, just like making a, a heavy metal album more than anything.
0: And that's not far from the truth too. They were super <laughs> young guys. They met at the skate park too. You know, back in the day, back in Orange, California. Uh, mm. I think like Tepe and Eddie. I think I read. That they met at the skate park, and, uh, and and Eddie brought his brother Riley, who was also a musician, to um, you know, to, to jam with them. And then they, I think they knew, they Dustin and Tepe knew each other from school. I think it was called. So yeah, so they just kind of met, uh, just because of you know they were friends with one another, and they they've been they've been in the band all this time. But um, you know, so this is their first album, Identity Crisis. As you as you can hear, Phoenix Ignition. This is one of their more popular songs. Definitely always gets the crowd. Gets um, crowd going every time that they play this song. <laughs> does slide. it, Mike?
1: Does it get the crowd going? I'm not sure. Anymore.
0: This song
1: <laughs> also
0: potentially kills fans.
1: <laughs> Adam, what am I talking it about? Potentially kills fans, starts riots, and Dustin's just up there like, I fucking hate this song so much. Why do you morons want to listen to this? But let's play it again. You don't get it i was gonna make the joke that when like the other three guys met and they're like oh we need a singer and they're like oh i know this guy who's always talking about uh, marital intercourse all the time we should get him to sing for us right right yeah (laughs) um but yeah that, that that's what phoenix ignition was it was just like like you know it starts off just just uh almost acousticky and then it gets super duper heavy and of course the crowd goes nuts mm-hmm. in any show that they're at i'm sure no matter how old the fans seem to be getting oh yeah um, but in in 2012 when we were all in our ripe early 30s um nice young gentleman jumped off of the top balcony that's pretty far of of a fall yeah we were at the House of Blues in Anaheim
0: so that's a multi-leveled venue over there and yeah some dude just decided to jump right off the second Mm -hmm. floor
1: and like I was sitting there before (laughs) that show just thinking like I wonder why nobody jumps off of that thing you know, just just to to join the mosh pit or something like that. Oh, well, I, I remember just having that thought, like uh, that would be interesting. And then it just happened. It's all, it's almost like in my memory now. It's like, did I make up that memory in my head? But then I'm like, no, because I vividly remember security like pummeling him with their fists, and him pummeling <laughs> them back, like pretty brutally. And and then being like, hey guys, it's just like kind of hanging out the music. I'm Dustin Kensrue, bro. Yeah. And, and, and like, Dustin Kensrue
0: and all of his <laughs> like, you know charisma and energy seems seemed very like almost nonchalant about Mm -hmm. he's like he's just getting a job done oh yeah he's just
1: getting getting his job done so that he can take his kids to disneyland afterwards oh yeah Um, they were they were waiting patiently outside (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah that was a pretty intense moment of both of our lives i believe Mm -hmm. and phoenix ignition will always be that track but this Mm -hmm. album at 35 minutes takes a long time, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, this is rough around the
0: edges. It is definitely my least favorite um, thrice album just, you know, just Mm -hmm. because, you know, hardcore punk isn't really my like cup of tea. Like it, it just kind of sounds the samey to me. Um, Well, and this
1: goes into like the Metallica style as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tepe was very Metallica oriented.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Going
1: going into this.
0: And, you know, as we'll hear in, future albums and future tracks that we'll listen to like tepe very technically sound as a guitarist too Mm -hmm. i I think i think we can say the same thing about dustin too like both of those are both of those two guys are just very technical with their guitar work almost like to a um like music theory uh a point of view as well um Mm -hmm. and it and it it shows in their creativity as well, but you know because they were so young too, and you can tell you know they're from Southern California, they got that Southern California hard rock vibe. Uh, this is this album is what it is, and it's surprising, you know, going forward to see how this album compares to mm-hmm. future
1: albums. Right, it's it's amazing. And were they like on Tony Hawk games at this point? Not it seems at that like they point. would. F- it seems like they would fit in this, like the style would have fit in on Tony Hawk games.
0: Well, let's get to that then. In their is, next, is that album, what happened? Illusion. Uh, the Illusion of Safety, which came out pretty quickly uh, uh, after them, a short a short-ish turnaround, uh, February fifth, two thousand two. They were on mm. Sub City, which is another sister uh, label to Hopeless Records. Uh, this was their breakout album. This is the one that they um, that hopeless and subsidy were kind of like really banking on this band they were getting they were getting a lot of buzz around them in the in the early aughts uh they were they started touring with um, midtown and hot water music and alkaline trio and you know big bands like that uh, even like bands like Con- and bands like converge and stuff like that so you can see like the how varied their musical style was that they just kind of toured with all these different types of bands
1: and they co-headlined with Coheed and Cambria.
0: Yeah, which was another band at this time was like, you know, and making R- a Warp big Tour. name for themselves. Yeah. Brand so, you new. know, they would they would play like, the, you know, various other festivals, a skate and surf fest, which I remember wanting to go to a long time ago as well. Um, but uh, yeah, this was the album that like they made a name for themselves and like lots of songs on this one made its way to like Tony Hawk. And like, yeah, mm. I think even like okay. one of the Madden games uh, had one of their songs on here, too. Hmm. interesting I don't see that
1: on wikipedia but I'll take your word for it
0: well because I've, I've played these games so I, I know that comes, <laughs> some of these songs come here this isn't my introduction to thrice um either so we'll get to that in just a Correct. bit but do we want to go with the, the the obvious choice of song to play here <laughs> deadbolt deadbolt yeah the, this this yes. was the runaway hit this is the one that they um I think they retired for a little while too and this was always like the big closer
1: for this band like ever. You know this this was like their their legacy song so to speak this is a very 50 50 album for me as well there's not too much else that like stands out i, I re-listened to it and i'm like i think i like some songs well besides that's kind of a good
0: song I, I, I like to awake and avenge the dead which is like you know track 11 i believe um mm-hmm. that, that's a pretty dope song i know they play that live a couple of times as well um, but, yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you, just like with Identity Crisis, this album is kind of, like, it, it feels longer than it is, because every yeah. song is about the same tempo, and, you know, you've got those, like, really complex guitar riffs, going, you know, on top of, like, really fast-paced, like, drumming and bass work, but it's, it's for, for what it is, like, if this is your style of music, like, this is good stuff, right? And there's stuff here to enjoy for as a Thrice fan, but again, this isn't like my go to Thrice
1: album. And I finally heard the uh, uh, True Friend Stab You in the Front Line. I remember you telling me back in 2015 that that was from a Thrice song. Yeah. And apparently, I haven't listened to Illusion of, of Safety in at least that long, because I, I was just like, really? I don't remember which thrice song that was. And then i was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. The bill Crucible. Yep. And I was like, oh, this song's is like, really, really good to listen to. You know, I'm sure that's like a, you
0: know, common phrase at some, you know, in, in some region of the world, right? But like, that, that was my first time hearing that, that, that line was from this <laughs> album. So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, maybe Bring Me The Horizon was homaging them, or maybe, like I said, it's just a common phrase, but... You know, it is what it is. But the, Adam, you re-listened to Thrice's Discography this past week. What was your like thoughts revisiting this album
1: after so long? Um, it does not sound like them whatsoever. I'm so glad. Like you're, you're listening to it, and you're like, man, they could have just stuck with this style forever, and they would not have been the impact band that uh, they ended up being for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it, it sounds like children, where you know. He sounds much more like a grown up.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if I was following this, if I was following this band since the year two thousand, like comparing this though to Identity Crisis, it is a little bit more refined. Like the like like the production is a little bit better, the songwriting is better, um, the musicianship is better. You know, it, it's it's still miles above Identity Crisis, which again is my least favorite Thrice record. But it, this is still it's like something's not quite there yet right it's, it does kind of they needed
1: they go needed ahead to, to to just go work for a year and they'll figure it out
0: yeah absolutely well let's let's go ahead and do that <laughs> to my introduction to thrice uh this is the artist in the ambulance their first major label album uh this they they, they were signed to Island records. now leading up to this le- and with all the popularity that was surrounding them and the success that they um acquired through the illusion of safety they started getting the attention and they were being courted by various uh by various producers one of which was also rick rubin yes that rick rubin Mm. um so they they ultimately did not uh uh, make this album with them they they made they made this album with a producer named uh, brian mctiernan who was a former musician and like he's also done different uh uh, he's, he's in production for like other, uh, rock bands of a similar kind of right. ilk. Um, but he kind of came up in like that punk scene as well. So I kind of made a, it, it was kind of like a good fit for them. I mean, obviously I speaking, so. yeah, obviously speaking, this is a fantastic record and this is like one of their biggest albums, right? This is, you know, their, right. their, their major label debut. These songs were on like MTV and fuse like stare at the sun
1: was on the radio Oh um, no. That was my first introduction to them too. This being like I, I I thought I saw that Stare at the Sun video. Mm, um, I is don't that the song I, that you want to play right now? No, because that's not my favorite song. Oh yeah. what song do you want to play? Um, um how about I don't know, I like paper tigers a lot.
0: Let's play paper tigers then. That's a that's an underrated could? gem, dude.
1: Yeah, okay. That was the one. It was either that one or Silhouette, where I remember I was listening to this band, and I was just like, you know, if this band came around again, it might actually get me to go to shows. This was like 2011. I hadn't been to a show. uh, We we saw them in 2008 at the infamous 2008 show. mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, man, if they come back around, I would love to hear some of these songs live.
0: Mm, And that they did, actually. But yeah, dude, Artists in the Ambulance is a masterclass in hard rock dude like it is it is well paced very well produced the songwriting is just on point the musicianship is is miles above like the illusion of safety if you ask me dude oh my gosh
1: i mean was there a huge uh blowback for them going major label and then of course making more radio friendly quote songs even though this isn't the most radio friendly album
0: it, it, it isn't, heavy. even though there are kind of radio-friendly songs, like you mentioned, like Stare at the Sun, even like All, all That's Left, as heavy as that song is, that is a little bit more radio-friendly when you even compare it to like songs like Silhouette, which is so good, like Under a Killing Moon, which is my first Thrice song I ever heard. I heard that on my on the 2003 Wolf Tour compilation. Like Blood Clots and Black Holes is huge. Is an amazing song. Don't ask, don't tell. We won't ask. It's a great
1: closer. That's that's like the way again the closer should be. Mmm. It's exactly that song. It's so, got yes. like an epic it's, it's,
0: nature to it without like introducing a lot of new elements. It's just mm-hmm. this album is perfect, man. It is one of my favorite albums of all time, and I think this was a lot of people's introduction to
1: Thrice as well. Well, it's interesting. I didn't know that about Rick Rubin, and he was like, like the epitome in 2002 2003 yeah Um, and it's interesting to know what he would have done with them if anything because he's not really that hands-on of a producer he kind of just lets the band do their thing and then he records them
0: yeah but Um, a lot of like some of the most successful rock albums of all time were produced by rick rubin right so i kind of wonder what what this album would have sounded like under his guidance or non-guidance whatever the case may be and where this band would have gone had they made a record with them, and the the road to success for Thrice would have been you know completely different. I don't know. Who knows?
1: Probably. I mean, it went to number 16 on the charts back when the charts were you know something to be paying attention
0: to. Right. Again, this is 2003 as well, so you know this is right when yeah. this is right that sweet spot too, where people were still buying CDs and you know being on a major label too, they had that marketing machine behind them. They were able to get pushed for. Radio play. They even, I'm reading here, they, they got to play on Jimmy Kimmel and The Late Late Show, and they got to go on tour with like some of the biggest rock bands in the world. Oh my
1: gosh. That's right. Well, yep, it worked for them, and uh, obviously the rest we'll talk about now. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, because so this was, I had only seen that video for Stare at the Sun, and it, it resonated with me. I remembered that song, and I must have heard it more than once, obviously. But I never was like, "Oh, this is a band that I should check out," because that's all I had heard, and it wasn't too super exciting. It's not—it's probably like my least favorite song on the album. But I like—I like it now. Oh but yeah, yeah. Everything around it is so much better. So it wasn't like a huge, like, "Oh man, this band's gonna be like going places." Um, back for me in 2003, but when 2005 came along, whole different story.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you say that, too, because Stare at the Sun is a 10 out of 10 song, but it is probably my least favorite song on this <laughs> album.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the bottom
0: of the it, 10 out of 10s, right?
1: <laughs> and, and all I can think of is, like, unfortunately, the video, which another reason I hate videos, like, the video comes to my mind, and they're just all so stiff as they're playing the song, and nothing, it, it, it's... Well,
0: it's like a stop it motion. Match. It's it, like Half the video is, like, stop motion of, like, a photocopy of like Dustin Kensrue, and they're like playing to a cityscape. It's like, it's stupid. Uh-huh. I know
1: it's dumb. And I, I just remember thinking like, well, this band has no charisma and little did I know I was right <laughs> the whole time.
0: My only other memory of that video for stare at the sun was that it was on Infuse, fuse. And that was like my daily routine, right? I come home from school and I put fuse on. And then my sister walked by and saw Dustin mm. Kensrue on the TV. And she goes, mm.
1: wow, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't though. He was like all chunky and hey, but he, she likes them thick. Uh, okay. so, I'm just trying okay. to say that. Anyway, she likes large white men. Got mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, where does a band like this go from here? Right, you know, do they just get right. signed to a major label? They had probably the, pro, at the time too, one of the most successful and well-known hard rock melodic hardcore albums of all time. Mm-hmm. It broke through the mainstream. Right, where do you go from here?
1: Well, that's the fun part with every band. What do you do after you get famous? Either right. you you love everything and you make a shitty album or you hate everything and you make a shitty album or you hate everything and you make a really good
0: album. It oh. Well, one of those things definitely happened thrice. So they could have <laughs> just as easily coasted on this sound for maybe two or three more albums, right? They could have mm-hmm. they could have just done that and pocketed their Island Records paycheck. But no, yes. they wanted to be artists. And what artists do is they push the boundaries of their own talent and their own creativity. And in 2005, yes. October 18th, the long-awaiting sequel to The Artist of the Ambulance. That's right. Visu Whoa. was released. And boy. How
1: do you pronounce that, How do you pronounce that title? <laughs> Visu. Vahisu. 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 So this... The official skinny pronunciation is <laughs> <laughs> So this was where I took notice because I oh. saw image of the invisible video, probably on Fuse.
0: High production I values like, on that music oh. video, dude.
1: Yeah, and I was like, and immediately I was like, "Well, this seems to be a band that has charisma." Little did I know that it was, just, it <laughs> it was, was all just the director, like, <laughs> camera, <laughs> camera tricks. But um, but it seemed like it was there, and I was like. This seems interesting. Okay, cool. And I, I didn't remember them being the Stare at the Sun band because I was just—I I, I didn't even know that was the same band.
0: Because again, the time. one 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 song, no charisma. The other right. the other music video, lots of charisma and high production right. values.
1: And I remember seeing like you have to watch all the way through to the end of the video so that you can finally see the name of the band. And if you were not interrupted by anything else going on around you for that four seconds that they would leave the name of the band up. Lucky, and I was there. I was like, "Oh, thrice," you know, like like Mr. Burns said on that famous Simpsons episode. Once, not twice, Twice, but thrice. thrice. (laughs) So it just it stuck, and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then forgot all about this band until 2008. But we'll get there. We'll get there in in 2008. But anyway, for you,
0: whole different story. For me, as a guy who heard um, the song "Crap Under a Killing Moon" on a compilation track immediately bought that album, like the week I heard that song. I was like, I need more of this band. Fell in love with that album and waited two long years for more songs that sounded just like that.
1: Boy, was I confused. But you know what? (laughs) I stuck it out. Because I I can imagine for this album for hardcore fans, as soon as you get to track four, you're just like, what what is is this? Dude. (laughs) This is this is not gonna be one of the greatest songs they ever wrote, like and I, I, this and I
0: will admit to my shame, two thousand five Mike was a fucking dumbass. And <laughs> and I heard he changed. Like, and I heard like, you know, track four Atlantic and track five Four Miles and I was like, Man, I wish they I, I wish they didn't <laughs> go in such a mainstream. <laughs> right. So I was like I wrote this song off. I wrote this. Ba- I wrote wow. this album off like halfway through, right? And then Music Box comes on. And I'm like, "Wow, oh this God. song's really good. Like, it's oh a really God. good song." <laughs> and then by the time Red Sky comes on, I'm like, "Well, this seems like kind of like a generic kind of closer, you know? I don't know about this <laughs> generic. album. <laughs>
1: generic closer. Oh
0: my That's God. what I it's said so to funny. myself out loud while this album was playing on my <laughs> high definition speakers in my apartment." <laughs> But you were um, nineteen at the time, right? 19. I was nineteen at the time, fresh smart, moved, smartest smartest man in in the room. I All right, I, I've never been <laughs> as smart as I wasn't than I was in two thousand five. <laughs> trust me, but I did not get it. I went in expecting the Artist in the Amens Part Two, and it wasn't until like I'd say like two thousand and six or so, right, that like again the greatest year in music, but like it wasn't until like two thousand six where I gave this album like another chance with another set of ears and. I was reading like other reviews from uh, magazines and reviewers that I trusted, and they were saying these things that I didn't notice. And my God, transcendent. I, I still remember <laughs> like the time I had it on my headphones, and like it just clicked. And, and immediately when Atlantic came on, I was like, this is the most beautiful Whoa. intro to a song I've ever heard in my fucking oh my life. God.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's such a good song. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, this album even took a while to grow on me when I listened to it. Finally, in like 2011, I think it was when I finally absorbed. Yeah, cause it was after Major writer. Um, and I, I had the same kind of experience of like, why are we changing? This, this, everything was fine. Why, what are we doing here? And then, mm. the, the the more time that goes by, you just start to realize how incredible it is. Like, oh, what, stupid people didn't like this. this this album because they're stupid i'm so glad that's stupid yeah Yeah. i'm one of those people i was stupid
0: (laughs) but uh but of course with the benefit of hindsight right and seeing their their career grow and move on from here my goodness they were so right to make this move and to make this move right now while all eyes were on them while the industry was looking at them and expecting them to be the next big hard rock band like they went into this super experimental art rock uh, uh direction And it worked for them. It was a, these songs aren't like, you know, if you go in expecting like a hard rock album, right. It's, it's confusing, but like, if you Mm -hmm. listen to it with your own set of ears and expecting it to be what it is, my goodness, these are some of the best songs they've ever written in their life. And which such, Mm -hmm. which such like boldness to like track three, the earth will shake is like a Mm -hmm. prison chain gang song. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So cool. It's about like begging for freedom. And like, it's, a, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I haven't heard a song like that since 2005. Like I've, I've, I, with how popular this album became, I, I was expecting a lot of copycats, but mm-hmm. not a lot of bands have like done what this band has done in Visu.
1: Right, and on that one, obviously they were slowing it down and still being super heavy. Right, so I dude. Could, I, could, I could tell why. Like by track two and three, you're just like, "All right, my band is is slowing down, but they're still my band." And mm-hmm. then yeah, Atlantic and for Miles comes in, and you're just like, uh, "I don't know
0: what is this <laughs> this this major label shit?
1: <laughs> they're selling out, man." And This. <laughs> This album went to one one number higher, one chart position higher than mm-hmm. Artist in the Ambulance did. Now, as for the most important list, Adam's top 100 list of all time.
0: Oh, where does this um,
1: stand? So Artist in the Ambulance, number 34. Ooh, baby. Visu,
0: 73. Oh, okay. So while you do still respect this change in yes. their sound. They're much needed change in their sound. You do objectively like artists in the ambulance more.
1: Yes. Because of dust and nations is a song I do not care for. Oh, okay. That is the only thumbs down. Um, yeah, they I, I agree with you, Adam.
0: I really wish they didn't go in a mainstream <laughs> direction too. You know, they were doing just fine back then, but you know, because <laughs> of these major label producers, they were forcing bands to turn
1: pop. You know? no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it happened so much in 2005. Yeah,
0: I think this is a perfect album myself. But um, my goodness, like, like you're not wrong for for you know where you where you're placing your thrice love. But uh, yes. yeah, for me, this is a perfect album. And and, and and again, with benefit of hindsight too, much needed change, very bold that they went in this direction and they stuck with it, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I have Visu is right between Chris Cornell's Euphoria Morning and A Boy Named Goo by the Goo Dolls. Oh, those are <laughs> two amazing albums, I got to say. And then for Artists in the Ambulance, it's between... Young Bloods by the Amity Affliction, amazing and album. S- Sing the Sorrow by AFI. So I'm just what? saying uh, they're in good company.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all getting to know each <laughs> other.
1: You know, they're loving one another. And are there more albums to come? I guess we'll have to wait and see.
0: I guess we'll list. never know because band. Uh, now that they're no longer on a major label,
1: well, good thing they, they just stopped <laughs> being creative after that. That was the, that was the end
0: of creativity. Correct. Well, how do you follow up? 2005's incredibly ambitious um, album, fourth album, Visu. Well, you go even more experimental, mm. even more high concept, so much so that even though Island Records paid for this album, they promptly dropped the
1: band. <laughs> hmm, Which is a sad that, story. But um, That's so confusing after they had Sold so, or at least done pretty well, I think for misu right? Well,
0: I think what that I think the I think the issue was, and, and Dustin's kind of like Dustin and Tepe have like alluded to this. They didn't say like what the actual reason was, but the the the, the idea was that they were signed to be the next big like hard rock band, you know, to hmm. to to kind of lead the way into like you know be one of the forefront of where the hard rock scene would go and of course because they changed their sound up they can't market them as that kind of band anymore so you know and they're and then they're going in this super experimental like artistic direction that admittedly with songs from the alchemy index which is what we're talking about now you can't sell these songs right these songs aren't like radio friendly songs
1: not in the slightest (laughs) right like i can hear like
0: maybe digital c being like on a radio because i think i've heard that on the radio at some point but like You can't sell that, right? Was it a single? I have no
1: idea. Digital C
0: was a single. But we are now talking about, and this is where the numbering of their albums gets a little weird. Uh, We're talking about the Alchemy Index. And we'll just go ahead and talk about all four volumes at the same time. Volume 1, Fire. Volume 2, Water. Volume 3 is Air. And Volume 4 is Earth. Volume 5 fucking magnets out of Fucking magnets, dude. <laughs> That's the bonus <laughs> edition, only for, like, you know, true fans. <laughs> so this came out in uh, 2000... This came out in two volumes each. The first, uh, volume one and two, came out on October 16th, 2007. And then uh, not too long after... Not too long a to wait uh, after that, volumes
1: three and four came out on April 15th, 2008. So this is where, like, you know, you and I, I just... Become friends, hanging out, you talking about Thrice quite a bit during our early band days, and and talking about this being like a concept kind of thing, and me being like, oh, I know I know like one song from that band, but you know this this whole concept thing, like I, I probably can't wrap my head around it. Like how do you make how do you make an EP that sounds like water that doesn't make any sense? <laughs> how do you make an EP that sounds like air? I, right? No, that, those don't exist in the world. So I, I held off. Still, after after you told me about this this album in 2008-ish. So how do you follow up Visu? Well, you do so by creating a
0: four-part EP project where each volume represents a different element of our planet and also each volume is a different musical style. Fire, of course, being, you know, kind of alluding to their post-hardcore kind of um, roots, uh, you know, this kind right. of sound that and they it, were popular with.
1: It feels like the the retirement of that sound. A little bit, yeah. Amid, amidst Amidst these. And then it's like, okay, right when we jump into Digital C, it's like, all right, here's the new era of the band. Either mm-hmm. join us or don't. We don't care anymore, but this is where we're going. Right. <laughs> but uh, I always you know, felt that way going from the flame deluge into Digital C. It's like, oh, this is like the same band? What?
0: Yeah, and, and that's and that's... And that's such a cool marker on this band that they can do all four of these styles and still sound like the same band. And you know, and, and that's that's a credit to Visu with how varied and uh diverse that that album is. But uh, yeah, so fire is volume one, post-hardcore kind of hard rock stuff, what kind of, you know stuff that they were uh popular with. Uh volume two, water, very ambient, kind of like electronic, almost kind of like trippy kind Of sound very as well? keyboard heavy. I right. don't think there's
1: any, any, there's not too much other instruments there. It's all very,
2: la, la, la.
0: yeah. And we've we've seen them play some of these songs, maybe just digital C, but um, Probably. some of these songs live. But you know, they they have since you know utilized the their their uh analog instruments to play this song. Uh, of course, Tepe is going to be on like keyboard and samples for doing. This stuff, but like you know, there's like subtle guitar in the background. It's very light drum work. You know, bass can kind of fit in anywhere. But um, this is this was the most surprising of the four EPs. Um, fire being like my least favorite, um, admittedly. But um, yeah, water was a huge surprise, and I think you know, digital sees a strong track, which is what we're playing right now. Um, anything else that kind of like stands out here?
1: Um, <clears throat> I like I like most of fire. Um, besides the flame deluge Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, water is probably my least favorite one there's only like a couple or maybe three tracks on there that i'm okay with it it's very slow and like i just i I really want to get to the to the other two eps when i'm listening to water like i'm just like okay this is like 27 minutes of an ep i'm, I'm, I'm ready to be done <laughs> right <laughs> even yeah. though it's so experimental and again i can remember thinking like how do you make an ep that sounds like water that doesn't make any sense and then you listen to it and you're like oh <laughs> that's so cool once we're done
0: talking about three and four i want to talk about some behind the scenes videos that i saw about them the making of these eps but uh Ooh. anyway volume three air that's my favorite like this is kind of like the atmospheric rock. They're, they they utilize like a lot of reverb, and like they use wind chimes in some of the in some of the songs as well. And you know some of the songs too are kind of like they kind of evoke like kind of like a mythical nature. There's one of the best songs I feel like they've ever written in the whole world is Daedalus, which is a song about which is a song about the father of Icarus who built the oh, wax good. wings for Icarus. And um, so good. that song is so it's good. So dude. good. Like, Broken lungs is a great opening track,
1: like a Mike, song. do you know huh? that I'm looking up our set list from June 17th, 2012.
0: Oh?
1: Right now. And you know what song they played? Daedalus. <laughs> and Broken And lungs. Digital C? No Digital C, Mike. No Digital C. Uh, I think they did. I Nope. Broken Lungs? I've never heard Digital C, Mike, and you and I have been to three... Thrice shows together. <laughs> well then how come how come I remember hearing digital C? See- because <laughs> you made it up in your mind, bro. I guess you so,
0: dude.
2: It
1: <laughs> <laughs> now what were you no, gonna say though? Actually they weary. only they they only played broken broken lungs was the, the,
0: the Oh. Okay. Oh you're looking this up on like setlist.com or setlist.fm yeah, or whatever it's called?
1: Fm, yes. So yeah, and then they play they did play come all ye weary. And then they played Phoenix Ignition. <laughs> yeah, and that's when the man died. And then T <laughs> and C was right after that. Yeah, TNC and C I think it was like the closer, wasn't it? Anthology was the closer. Oh god, we'll, be <laughs> we'll Such get to Anthology. Good song, dude. But yeah, Volume but, Three is well, in two thousand eight. That show that they opened for Rise Against, they played the Sky Is Falling because I can remember yeah, the clapping. The, part. the clapping, yeah, yes. And um, so, the, and I remember thinking like. Maybe since the rest of the entire crowd seems to be knowing this song, maybe I should listen to this band eventually. And then mm. three years later, I finally did.
0: Maybe it was that show where they played Digital C.
1: It's very possible. Okay, but I, I didn't. I don't remember that one. I, can't, I couldn't find the set list for that one. I could right. find set lists for the for the days around that. Um, <laughs> and there were, but there was no music box on those set lists. And you music box played was music played box. there. I promise you, do <laughs> I promise I'm you. Saying, I, was, I, was in, I was waiting for that song too. <laughs> I don't remember hearing a music box uh, when, when we went to that show. You would think that they would open that song with the music box sound
0: and if not just you, jump right into the box. If you, if, you have any, if you have ever had any respect for me as a human being, you would believe me when I say that they played music box at that show, man.
1: <laughs> I promise you no did way to not find make out. that up. There's no way for us to find exactly, out. Exactly. But
0: unfortunately. Well, yeah what do you, so what do you think of uh, air air is my favorite uh ep of this project
1: air is solid all the way through mm. um daedalus is one of the greatest songs they ever did i like broken lungs and sky is falling and yeah this this is this is great um but earth earth will always be my favorite and that's just that is true so, so
0: interesting yeah volume four is earth and that is like more of like the the like acoustic almost kind of folksy almost right mm-hmm. like it's well different.
1: and it sounds like he's he's just recording it straight through like he's putting down his guitar and walking over to, to the piano and starting the next song
0: yeah it's like, very raw there's not a lot of production going on with earth which is which i think is intentional right
1: mm. right and then obviously come all you Ye, Ye weary is a great moving mountains digging my own grave i didn't know that uh the earth isn't humming is a cover song
0: yeah, it's a song from a band called Frodis from 1993. Interesting.
1: So, of course, Child of Dust. Not the not the greatest way to, to close this entire project. Yeah, but if that's <laughs>
0: the final thing that you're listening to, and Child of Dust is your last song, not the strongest track, right? I I, w- I probably would have chosen like Come All Ye Weary um, as a as a closing track, but you know, I'm not in the band.
1: So, um, I, I think Air and Earth like are right on the same level. For me, They cool. give the push to Earth because the songs are so down-home and gritty and acoustic you know, and just really cool.
0: Yeah, and for me, like, I love the atmospheric element of, of, of air, too. And so one thing I, I, I alluded to for this whole project, uh, so they, they recorded each EP um, linearly. So they recorded all the songs for fire, all the songs for water and etc. at the same time. So what they did is that for fire, like they would decorate the studio with like things that evoked that like they they would put a lot of candles around they would turn the lights down and they would like make the atmosphere um, you know uh, indicative of the music that they were playing so for water they would have like you know little little water fountains down they would have like an aquarium out things like that and they you know they 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 made like a blue tint to the lighting and stuff so like same thing with air like they had they had like gentle fans going on they had wind chimes playing and, you know it's ended for earth i think they i forget what they did for earth but like so but it, it kind of shows like the the level of uh, like what what this band kind of like put themselves through not that it was bad or anything but like to make sure that these songs really evoked the elements that they were trying to just put on display
1: it worked
0: yeah and i thought that was i it thought that was really it. interesting and to the to this day too like this is one of the most interesting musical projects I've ever heard, especially knowing what they did behind the scenes in order to make this happen. Um, it's a shame that like, you know, Island records didn't see that. And, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, I get it. You can't sell these songs. Um, it is super high art almost. And luckily they didn't like scrap the record. They were nice enough to at least sell it to vagrant records, which is where these two, um, I guess albums, uh, 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 were released on, and they would be on Vagrant for the next uh, few albums. Man, any final thoughts on uh, uh, Alchemy Index?
1: I'm just looking up our set list from 2016. Um, the only the only ones from this that they played was Dataless and Backdraft.
0: Interesting. Mm. Was... Yeah, I remember so I remember them playing da- Backdraft. That was a that got the crowd moving.
1: Mm-hmm. And Deadbolt was the second to last track.
0: Very cool. So <laughs> wh- how do you follow up two? High concept albums, right? You got V S you do. You got this high art music project that like few bands would even attempt to do with the Alchemy Index. Yes. How do you follow that up? Well, you just do a little stripped down uh, album. <laughs> you, pick,
1: you pick up, you pick up where Earth left off. Correct. And you're like, and you, you, you evolve through the the index into what Beggars becomes.
0: Beggars, two thousand and nine, dude it's such a perfect evolution. And this was,
1: this was the album that like first really sucked me in with this band. I don't remember what order I listened to all of them, but this was the one that stood out. Do you remember what your first
0: first... thrice album was? Was it
1: this? I have a feeling you gave me like artist, Visu, alchemy, beggars and major minor, like all of those at once. And I, and I absorbed all those. Um, did you go but in, like, release order? I might have. Okay. But this cool. was when I was, f- I mean, first starting to finally open up my brain to music.
0: Yeah, and I, w- I was hoping that Thrice was going to be one of the... And I know we saw them live pre- prior to this, but, like, I was hoping that Thrice would be, like, a band that would latch on to you, because, you know, I was starting right. to get to know you at that time, or get to know you a little bit better, and trying to...
1: And you had, already, you had already given me Visu back in 2008, and I probably listened to it, like, three or four times, mm-hmm. six tracks... It was just like, well, I, I uh, like I didn't have a system. There, I, I had I hadn't developed my system for absorbing music. But I was just so you like, were well. like, I liked their old stuff
0: better. You know, it, it they should have win. They should have stayed in that direction.
1: I didn't even have any of that to compare it to, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I I think I had the same reaction to artists at first, too. It was just like, I'm going to listen to an album for, you know, 30 minutes, and then I won't be able to listen to music anymore, and then I'll get back to it whenever I get back to it. I just, like, didn't have this robotic sort of way of listening to music like I do now that has obviously uh, benefited me globally with my family and loved ones, but um (laughs) But no, then finally listening to Baker somewhere around 2011 was where I was like, oh, now I really get it, and now mm-hmm. I really need to go back and listen to these old ones. And I really devoted the time and effort to it, and everything fell into place from there. But this, this album is, man, so good. It's nothing like the past. Yeah, but it is, is really, so good.
0: really good, too. And it, from my point of view, too, the Jedi are evil, but uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I wanted something big and grandiose like the Alchemy Index or Visu. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure. When they announced that this out, So I was a little disappointed. Like, oh, they're just going to write an album. Okay, I'll give it a chance. Um, also, um, for the Alchemy Index, that was their first project that they um, self-produced as well. Uh, to, uh, Thrice and yeah. mostly Tepe uh, did the production behind the scenes. Beggars, uh, they, they stayed in that uh, direction. That Thrice and Tepe, um did the production behind the scenes as well so they recorded this themselves on Vagrant Uh, you know Vagrant backed them the the entire time the entire way and this is like we mentioned a little bit more stripped down musically it's kind of it's it's it has that earth feel right as that is just like where it's you you can tell like these are just really good musicians recording really good music and there's not much like fluff in there right right
1: I have a lot of great tracks on this album Mm. i think the the weight is probably the best when i break it all down but like yeah tracks two through nine just pick one and i'll be happy (laughs) yeah my
0: favorite song here is in exile that is like Mm. a beautiful song and it's like Mm -hmm. a song that is like spiritually something that i really um relate to um just the idea of like is 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 one place my home, or can any place be my home? Right, that kind of vague, that kind of vagrant feeling um, of like not really having a place that you feel like is yours. You know, you can't, you don't really have a people to go to, but like maybe your people are the ones you just keep in your heart. Right, it's a beautiful song, and it's like it comes out of nowhere too. It's like right there at track five. It's just. Mm-hmm. I think that song is like the highlight of Beggars for me. But you're also not wrong that like this entire album is great. Gosh,
1: gosh. and and, and yeah, the the wait. I mean, we've heard that song at least twice live. I don't know if we heard it three times. No, (laughs) this album wasn't out yet in 2008, right? But um, like you, you when you think of this dude being so happy with his marriage and writing his Carry the Fire album. It's like the weight is not a happy marriage song. No, this dude. is a I'm I'm being like dragged down by this, and like the uh, you just you feel all that energy being put into a song. Like I don't want to be unhappy, but I kind of am.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very introspective look. It's a little bit more personable. You know, Thrice has been writing songs about like spirituality, the environment, some political songs. So it was a bit of a breath of fresh air to hear a little bit more personable stuff like the weight you know as sad as that song is
1: mm-hmm. but yeah the, the the closing track is the only one that i just can't wrap my head around
0: it's well a little slow right. right it's got that yeah. same energy as like um child of dust does from earth but mm-hmm. it's it but I, I think it's a proper closer
1: right it's not it's it, it, it is. It gets a little snarky, the, like "Oh, you scientists think you know it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's got that kind of like,
0: "Oh, if you believe in science, you're stupid." No, <laughs> thankfully <laughs> Dustin so would smart. be like a little bit more mature with his songwriting going forward. But uh, right,
1: yeah. So it, m- majority of his songwriting is very mature. But that's right. one's just like, and it has that really extended guitar thing where it's like, I usually like this, but it doesn't click for me like that. <laughs> yeah, they
0: were going for an atmosphere and, you know, to, to varying degrees of success, but I, I would still say this album is a perfect album in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it definitely squashed all of my fears that this was going to be a like kind of like musically a step back, but you know, in a way, it kind of is, right? Like I do love that high concept of the Alchemy Index, but Beggars is just kind of like picking back up like where Visu left
1: off. I feel like. So for me, number seventy. Seventy. Cool. Yes, three better than Visu.
0: Get out of here,
1: VC <laughs> Garbage record. I got. I got. This one is between Fake History by Let Live. Oh. And. <laughs> In Mad Season by Matchbox 20. <laughs> oh, good God, so, Adam. My, my, my list, I'm very proud of my, my top 100 list continuing to evolve at all times. You should but, be uh, proud. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So uh, yeah, I could listen. I, I, Bore the crap out of beggars back when I was first absorbing mm-hmm. ten years ago, and rightfully so. I can I still go back to it thinking like, oh, it's probably not as good now after all these years. It's like, nope, it it, it is. It's yeah, still dude. Bad.
0: And 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 when I'm thinking about like my favorite thrice album, like beggars is like always like rotating like my number one. It's like mm. this, wow. Visu, and another one that we might talk about oh let's talk about it right now actually so you know <laughs> yes. after beggars you know thrice is still still just kind of doing like the 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 band thing you know going on tour for a little bit then hitting the studio then get, then releasing an album then blah, blah 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 so here we are now in 2011 uh this band, this, this album major minor was released on september mm-hmm. 6th of 2011 um yes so they they went with a producer named dave Schiffman, which i'm not familiar with uh he's just kind of like a a guy that I guess they just kind of met up with and like he decided like oh this is a good fit for where the direction that this album is going to go in and right. uh major minor kind of a little bit more there's a little bit more production to this one when compared to beggars right
1: it feels like a i I don't know how to say like more polished version of what beggars could have been yeah yeah it's like all the all the big songs are there all of the themes are there the the instrumentation just seems a little bit more like back in the forefront
0: yeah which is which is a good like you know juxtaposition to beggars it's a cool like you know it's a good counterpoint to it as well like again Mm -hmm. it shows that varied diversity that thrice has is there a song from here that stands out to you that you want to play in the background
1: for, for me it's always words in the water
0: that is that's my favorite song
1: that is in my top songs of the year Ooh, very good good choice too let me clickety clack into my top list um words in the water my number three song of 2011 Ooh. So good, right behind, dude. right behind blood loss and behold the hurricane. So you know, oh it's, my it's, God. it's right up there. <laughs> oh,
0: behold the hurricane! Oh, oh
1: my God. Right. <laughs>
0: anyway, anyway, we'll talk about that band some other time. But
1: <laughs> no, I, I this was my the first time I was really introduced to this band was, or rem- reminded about this band was coming over to your house for a haircut right around September of 2011 mm-hmm. and you had this playing on your on your your iPod thing that you put the iPod on and it plays music yeah, on the iPod stereo speakers yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i was like who is this band who seems to sound like you too <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're like oh this is that thrice band i'm like thrice i've heard that name you you keep talking about them and then look, you it was keep right seeing then. them live at <laughs> <laughs> i'd only seen them once <laughs> at that <laughs> yes, and and then I was just like, I think I got to give me some of that. For mm. like the, the, that was the moment. That was the moment where I was like, well, Mike seems to really be enjoying this, so I, it's time. Like, even been, it's been three years that you've been talking about this band at this point. I, I should absorb music. We're yeah. not in a band anymore. Like, but our literal last show was right around that time. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was. So I was, I was time. just like, well, instead of playing music, I'm going to shift all my focus to listening to. music. Yeah, all the time, every day, regardless of how many children I had. And, <laughs> and, and at that this point, you this, had zero, right? And this was before the podcast, so we had I, like I didn't even have a particular reason to do it at that point. Well, either, we'll talk but, about like the, uh, the the
0: formation of the podcast in just a bit, actually. But uh, yeah, so this was the, I, I remember that um, that kind of exchange you and I had. So this was the album that finally got
1: you to listen to the, the this band's discography like, Mike's just going to keep on talking about this band for the rest of time. And bag, by gum, I want to be Mike's friend for the rest of time. So I should probably listen to this band. Like right. I was, you know, literally what well, went through my head because I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know where else to get a haircut. So I need to be <laughs> friends with this guy for years I to I already asked you to be my best
0: man at my wedding too. So like, you might as well be my friend. <laughs> I,
1: exactly. So I, I might as well like learn what the F this guy is all about. Because he won't shut up about Mr. Burns and once, not twice, but thrice, <laughs> and, it, and it worked. Like I, for, for some reason, "Anthology" is the only track on this album I don't like, and I know you wow. love that. Song. Wow, wow! How do you not like I that f- song, dude? Whoa! Fe- I know it feels. It just it doesn't have the the strength that all the other choruses have. Sure, true friend sure. stabbed me in the front, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. You didn't like that song anthology. Wow, if you listen back to old podcasts, I say it numerous times, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the <laughs> podcast, as you know. <laughs> so, major, minor for me, barely holding on in the top 100, and Ooh. number
0: 97. Wow, it, you know, this Got being it. one of my in the in a constant rotation of my favorite thrice albums that's that's shocking to hear so it's anthology and is there another track here that you don't
1: that you don't uh nope that, that's the that only one, one. That's, okay that's the only one it's right between silverstein shipwreck in the sand good album and the doors valuable fucking fantastic album yeah we did track <laughs> by track on that one as well i know dude so it's, it's it on. Good used company. to be higher. Oh, a lot. A lot of other things that have been added to the list. Yeah, you can't stop listening to readers.
0: great music. But uh, right. Yeah, for me, Major Minor is just. It's is, is just. It's just this band still just knocking it out of the park. You know, they're still burying their sound up just. To, just enough to keep it still fresh, right? Like, just like with Beggars, they could have just did another Beggars, but no, they 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 added a little bit more production. They 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 went a little bit more grandiose with their sound and released Major Minor. So where does this band go from here, Adam? Well, of course. You do what every band does on their
1: eighth studio break album, Break Up. Break up. <laughs> break up, do like a... I mean, you, they, they they made this album with the emphasis on we're going to break up, right? They like, this did. is our final album. Yeah. This is our final tour. Like, it's been great, but we have families to devote our time and energy to. Mm-hmm. You guys better come out in 2012 and, and, and catch some falling fans, which we did. And
0: <laughs> We were on the we, second and, floor. We didn't catch... We didn't, no, we were on the first floor, never not we weren't,
1: uh, but yeah, we didn't, we so, didn't catch jack shit. Right. And so I had, I had thought to myself, I need to go see this band live again. Cause I'm enjoying everything. Um, this is going to be the final tour. So we better go now. Yes. Um, so they and, announced and, in 2012 that they were, um, they, they were going
0: to, um, do their farewell tour called the anthology tour. And, um, and, and interestingly enough, they released, they released that statement three days prior to Thursday my other favorite right. band at the time announcing their farewell tour as well. So I wasn't having a good week. <laughs> no, you we were
1: very, very sad that week. I very. Remember. Yes.
0: But yeah, you and I decided that we were going to go check them out on their farewell tour. And that's, you know, all the stories that we're sharing of dumb human well, and beings it's, jumping off the second floor. And,
1: and it's at that show that we kind of came up with like the concept of what the podcast will be. We did that we have, in
0: line while we were yes. waiting to get in.
1: Yeah. As we, I, I remember watching the uh, bass player from Silverstein. No, that must have been a different show. Shit. Who opened for thrice? Who? Oh, it was a, a, of
0: Animals as Leaders yeah. and Oh Brother. That's right. That's right. Where we learned about Oh Brother and we checked out their music mm-hmm. and, you know, we were very impressed with their first album. And unfortunately, that band yes. just kind of
1: petered out. But, uh. but I remember like we had already decided we were going to do a podcast. And then in that, in that line, we thought about everything that we could do, including interviewing people in line. Yeah. Which, which we like, would do like years later. <laughs> yeah. Which happened, you know, uh, yeah. Two years later. Yeah. Or so
0: one of our biggest um, fans found us because we did one of those episodes at the dance Gavin dance show. Right.
1: And then the warp tour was right around that time too. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then the podcast started like a week later. So yeah, th- it all culminates around thrice. That's right. In a weird sort of way.
0: So this show would not exist without thrice. So thank you thrice. Um, and then they broke up, and that's the end of the story, right? There's yeah. So, we, so Adam, about. I've been listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so
0: this band would still just kind of be—you know—various members would go on and do different things. Of course, uh, Dustin Kensrue released the uh, two solo albums while on hiatus, uh, and then I think also the other guys would go on to like play drums in other bands. Uh, you know, Riley, I'm sorry, would play drums in other bands. Like Tepe would do like production work and. Things like that, and you know, and, and Eddie would work at the coffee shop, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they, they 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 still kept busy, but you know, they they just needed a break from thrice. So fast forward right. to 2014, the band posted an image on their website um, teasing their uh, their resurgence you know very a very short hiatus um so by the time 2015 came along they had announced that they were going to do some festivals they were going to do some shows they performed at the taste of chaos in san bernardino um in 2015 i don't think i went Hmm. to that one though but uh, no we, we went in 2016 correct yeah so um so they announced in 2016 that their next album to be everywhere is to be somewhere is it over here maybe it's over, maybe there. over there. It's definitely all not. We know, nowhere.
1: it's all we know is that it, it will be somewhere. It will be somewhere, but, yes. but it
0: will definitely not be nowhere. But yeah, it's to be, uh, is to be nowhere and highly anticipated.
1: The span literally took two years off. Correct. That was it. So I mean, not four, much of a hiatus, but you know, yeah. five years between albums, but like they were still touring and then they started touring again, uh, all during that time. So it, it wasn't really a hiatus. It's almost as bad as Under Oath, saying that they were broken up <laughs> yeah. when they actually weren't. So, um, yeah, to be everywhere is to be nowhere. I think shocked, shocked us by how good it was. Absolutely, yeah. So whatever they right? needed
0: to do to take a break was well-earned because they – just picked up again like with their amazing songwriting their amazing musicianship this album is a little bit more of a concept album a lot more political themes on this one um of course this was released the year that uh that one fuck face became president so you know there's a lot of fear in the air oh, in the yeah. political landscape um
1: god it was that long ago uh, <sighs> tell me about it
0: but um yeah i mean uh, that being said with the you know the concept and the amazing it's musicianship awesome, and things like that like for one is there a song that you want to play right now and two what were your you know going back to this album this past week what did you think of uh to be everywhere is to be nowhere
1: man well obviously blood on the sand and black honey incredible songs mm. the long de- the long defeat incredible song absolutely um death from above what an incredible song yeah that's the a like.
0: drone strike song
1: man that that song could be on fire Like, I mean, the the EP, Fire.
0: Yeah, it could be, yeah. And this is kind of like... And this album has elements of their entire discography, almost. It's almost Mm -hmm. as if this album was a greatest hits of this entire band.
2: So
1: I think, yeah, Black Honey is probably the most popular song.
0: It's one of their most popular songs I've ever written, too. So much so that the band Saliva would also do their own rendition and they would they would credit thrice of course but yeah saliva did their own
1: version of black honey and it's really good yeah I and mean, we were all gaga for this album back in 2016 mm. for me it was my number eight album of the year nine mm. album of the year um by the way major minor major minor was my number four album of 2011 cool um but no it's it's still an eight out of ten some days it could be a nine out of ten wow but right now i'll leave it right here um, yeah, it's, uh, how do you put it? It's everything you want from a band that is at this stage of their career. You know, you're in your mid-30s, you shouldn't be sounding like a whiny teenager anymore. You should be writing songs that are that are experimental, yet heavy, yet with really good hooks. Mm-hmm. And like all, all of those elements are there on this album. And I was just like, you know what? This band can do no wrong. It will never disappoint.
0: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but if, there's always that fear, though, right? Especially with a band that's coming back from a hiatus or a breakup, whatever the case may be. That, like, oh, is this just going to be some cash grab? Is this going to be like a lazy album because they need money? <laughs> you know, this. And of course, at this point,
1: I'll being keep such on a. So many
0: children. <laughs> Please support me in my endeavors. I, my wife is pregnant again with four children. <laughs> we have that much marital sex.
1: Come what may, I won't abandon. Oh, God, I'll never <laughs> abandon.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but you know, so there's that fear going into it. But of course I should have known mm-hmm. that being such a huge fan of this band and not, their album was never letting me down. That like, this album was going to be great and it was great. And we did a track by track back in 2016 on this one and we had a great time with it. And this still continues to be one of my favorite um, Thrice albums.
1: Yes. And then quick turnaround 2018. We were like, yes, it's happening again. More Arth- thrice. Arth- we haven't been disappointed since 2002.
0: This is um, September 14th, 2018. They released uh, what says here is their 10th studio album. Again, the counting is a little bit weird, <laughs> but <laughs> I, yeah, no idea. It might've been. <laughs> this is Palms. Uh, they're again. So 10 tracks here, uh quick turnaround, like Adam said, and um, this is one of the weaker Thrice albums. Uh, it's
1: it's still good. It's good. It's, it's weaker, but our our standards are really high. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, dear song God, here, you're my soul. You're gonna play it, aren't you? you uh, okay, to I'm gonna cry. play it. I was gonna Friend ask it. for
0: your permission if I could play it, <laughs> and I'm you gonna let you know right now. Um, in post production, when I play this song and I post this song, I'm gonna hear this song again. I haven't heard it in uh-huh. like a year. I'm gonna mm-hmm. cry. So,
1: <laughs> No, I hadn't heard it since, I hadn't listened to this album since 2018. Yeah, when we did a track by week, track on this one, was, one as well. And, and there's a lot of songs that you talk about that like touch you in the feels. And sometimes I'm right there with you and other times I'm not. And I remember not being there in 2018. Mm. But for some reason now, as I'm growing into a nearly elderly man, I listened to this song and I was like, whoa. Like uh, everything you said about it resonated with me. <laughs> oh I'm just like, Fuck I'm you, so dude. glad to hear that. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, why did you do this to me? It's such a good song. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. I mean, that song I've, I, I talked about it on our track by track and even on our best songs of the year. Uh, that was my number two song of the year, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've thought those exact thoughts in the song, my soul. Like I felt that way. And thankfully by t- 2018, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I've become a different person. I'm, I'm, I'm evolving as a human being, my mind, my body, and my spirit. And this song, My Soul, totally encapsulates all the fears and anxieties and the pain that I had and kept holding on to for my entire life because I was scared to change and I was scared to let go. And my God, like that song hits me so hard. It's the highlight of this album for me. And you,
1: like, know, I, I, and you just wish that the whole album would have been on that level.
0: Yeah, but... and I wish the whole album hit as hard as that. Like, Everything Belongs is very close to. Like, I love, like, the Shintoistic nature of that. How every person, every animal, every tree, every plant, every cloud has its purpose in this world. And we need to respect that, right? And that's mm. definitely spiritually where my mind is and how I live my everyday life. Uh, to the best of my abilities so that song again speaks to me so hard and like it's cool how Dustin is writing songs like that while I myself am going on this like own personal journey in my life and, and making active to, uh, making active change in my life to be better and to be better for the world so those one two punch of those two songs and they're, they're like right <laughs> next to each other too that's right. like five and six right. <laughs> so
1: and i, and I except for the vinyl I don't
0: believe it has a belongs the
1: vinyl what? I don't believe that vinyl belongs to and, and, or, and, and the world. it belongs it under no your bed apparently <laughs> it serves no purpose to life but everything else in the world and that's including cockroaches and spiders and carpenter ants and, 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 and Johnny Craig and, and all those other things like they, they belong
0: they belong but, but not vinyl but not vinyl, but not vinyl. <laughs> You're gonna make so many people mad. (laughs)
1: Anyway, but
0: yeah. So I I wish that the rest of the album hit as hard as those two songs. Not that the album isn't like you said; it isn't bad. It's just the 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 bar has been set so high. It's just it Mm -hmm. fails to just reach that bar. Well, even though it's you know miles above the other most of the garbage that we listened to in 2018.
1: <laughs> but, um, well, but yeah. there was, there was, there was definitely highlights of that year. Uh, it sure was. Yeah. At the top of our list. But, um, yeah. And so of course thinking of new album, I'm just like, well, are they just going to pick up where palms left off? And that's they-
0: where we are <laughs> now. They are, they are releasing, uh, just this next Friday, a uh, horizon slash East. Now, what I, what I do know about this album is that prior to this, they were asking people on um, social media, and this is after like they toured on Palms and stuff. They were asking people if we were to make another project similar to the Alchemy Index, what type of subject matter were you would you guys like to like to hear us write about? So they released like a broad question like that, and then they asked yes. it again like a couple weeks later after they kind of got like a good variation of like what people wanted to hear and then they said people voting so Mm -hmm. it hasn't been fully announced yet what that this is like a big project but the idea that this is horizon slash east makes Mm -hmm. me think that this is something along the lines of the first part in like a multi-album project
1: okay okay as long as it's not magnets that's all we
0: I mean, oh, magnets so. is coming up, right? I mean, we got that magnetic north, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, they're doing it. <laughs> they're finally releasing magnets. Uh, and so the so band, as Did of the recording. Did you
1: movie, know already- <laughs> that the poles are magnetized?
0: <laughs> Fucking magnets, how do they work? Uh, There's they- a
1: lot of stuff going up in the air. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um.
0: They've already released the lead single, Scavengers, off of this album, uh, you know, by the time the weekend comes along, we'll have heard the entire album, of course. But yes. that out, that song kind of gave me um, major minor type of vibes. It had a lot of cool atmosphere. It, it, you kind of harkened back to like air a little bit, but it still had that kind of hard rock feel. So mm-hmm. you know, at this point in this band's career, like I'm I'm all in, no matter what they what, what they're going to tune in. Right, they're one of my favorite bands. My, my favorite. Um, uh, ongoing bands as well, active bands, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So good thing, good thing they broke up, <laughs> right? Wow, what a long breakup! I've been waiting for all my life for them to come back. But <laughs> I know. This, this, but this should be interesting because this isn't going to be an EP, right? right? It's a full album. Uh, I think I've okay. seen the track listing. I think it's like 11 tracks long. So okay. if this is the first part of a multi-album project, I'm super excited for that. You know, I think they've it sounds like they're itching to do something like that again. And if they are, I hope they go into that project with the same, you know, fever and, 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 and artistry that they did with the alchemy index. Cause like I mentioned, when we talked about the, that project, like there aren't a lot of bands that do stuff like that or artists where that, that, that do kind of, you know, multi genre things, you know, a, a Dream of the Horizons doing that currently but you know we've also yet to hear um what the subsequent albums in that project is going to sound like but i don't know what, what's your anticipation going into Horizons East are you a little bit nervous are you, are you feeling confident you know they've had a they've they've had a banger discography so far but well, how are you feeling you know, right now
1: i'm feeling pretty good, I'm, good. I'm, I'm 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 very optimistic especially you saying that the first track is pretty good yeah but Part of me is also thinking, like, it'll just be the one album. And they'll be like, psych! <laughs> <laughs> we decided, got excited for nothing, huh? <laughs> we
0: decided we don't want to, to put all that up. hard work anymore.
1: <laughs> Tepe had more children.
0: <laughs> Tepe um, keeps having marital sex <laughs> with his beautiful wife.
1: But if they're going to keep making music, I mean, I, I feel greedy because they're just like, gimme, gimme, gimme. But you know, whatever works for them as artists entering their forties at this point. Yeah.
0: Dustin is uh, 40 years old. He will turn uh, 41 in November.
1: Yep. He is my age.
0: He is your age. Yeah. He's a little
1: bit younger than you. I know. And obviously equal levels of success we can share
0: and talent. Don't forget talent.
1: Of course the talent
0: Mm -hmm. An equal amount of (laughs) children though. I mean, you have two, he has 27. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, it's so cool to like think about this band and you know, think about this band's career and discography and the and the and the path that they lay for themselves. You know, they're very unique in that too. Like they there's so many bands, the long-standing bands who have been, you know, making music for like 20 years that you know, you can see the point where they're just kind of resting on their laurels and just not exploiting their longtime fans but like I mean, the word is very close to exploiting, where it's just like, hey, we are made an album, and it sounds exactly like you wanted to hear it, right? Uh, it, Good it, job, Hawthorne Heights. That's what Hawthorne Heights. Senses Fail is kind of bordering on that, too, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, it's it's cool that, as of this point, right, Thrice has not yet done that. They continue to push themselves, you know, change up their sound, even if it's just enough to make it sound to differentiate itself from like the previous albums or previous albums. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's just, this, this is a very exciting band. And unfortunately I don't see this band in the conversation enough.
1: No, now they're just old guy band. They're
0: yeah. Band band. They're kind of dad bandy. Right. which is a shame. Yeah.
1: I don't, I mean, I'm sure a few people are still out there evolving with them like us, but they're also dads.
0: Right. Yeah. We're all dads listening to other dads (laughs) make music. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I think that's what it is. They're just not, they're just not young and exciting anymore. You know um, if if they were writing this type of music and they were still in their twenties, I'm sure more people would start to notice. And, um, Mm. but yeah, this isn't a band that I think people should sleep on. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard accusations that this band is boring um and they write boring music. And I'm like I was gonna say, where where would they <laughs> get an idea like that, Mike? I have no idea. <laughs> but uh but like you know, pay pay a little bit more attention to the songwriting, pay a little bit more attention to the to the musicianship, right? It, it there's a lot more under the surface than I think people give them credit for. And um mm. and one thing we didn't we I, I don't think either of us mentioned, but like a lot of their songs are written in 3 3, which is clever but um Mm, but yeah a lot of the songs are written in three three maybe it's also because their name is thrice or the number three means a lot to them but um,
1: oh my god yeah dude go back and listen to songs and count (laughs) brah that cat stevens album would probably explain more of it in that so many
0: numbers dude (laughs) but yeah dude uh, i'm I'm, I'm I'm glad we got to take this um journey to you know on revisiting this band again you have any final thoughts on them
1: no we'll see if we do a, a track by track two weeks from now when we reconvene yeah dude um, but we have a lot of potential albums to track by track on absolutely yeah so you
0: know this is this is definitely going to be at the, at the top of my list uh for this weekend you know a lot of great albums as well coming out this week but uh yeah this is the one i'm looking forward to the most um but cool yeah a lot of great stuff thank you thrice for all of the music you've given us even dustin Kensrue's, you know um various solo works as well been you know a lot of great songs on some of those albums as well. Uh, you know, there's a religious album as well for, for those of you who are, you know, who, who, who vibe with that. So, uh, you know, there's music for everybody, I think in,
1: in Bryce's entire Mike was, discography. Mike was so angry in 2013 when that album came out.
0: You know, to that 2013, Mike, probably the smartest version of Mike.
1: Mike said, well, how could he put this under his own name? This needed to be under his, his, praise project band right because his own name shouldn't be with the music that he wants to create
0: right this is your name after (laughs) it is your name (laughs) again 2013 mike the smartest version of mike it's only gotten dumber from there
1: (laughs) all right moving we want to go back in time did i mention yet happy 9-11 mike oh yeah that's right
0: happy anniversary of which are the second drive by curious album
1: Man, oh, it's and, a five year anniversary of that album. Oh my God. Five year anniversary of Come On Come Guys. On guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if anything else happened on that, on that day or not, but you know. But, well, uh, I mean, look it up. September if you Google 9 11, I mean, you're going to find Come On Guys.
0: Well, also on September 11, 2016, I went on a second date, which was also one of the best days of my entire goddamn life with my wow. uh, soulmate. I, I, I did an 18 mile mountain hike with her that was our second date bro
1: that's a lot of hiking yeah and, and then it we, was still 100 degrees outside I'm sure
0: it wasn't too bad because by the time we got like halfway up the mountain like the shade uh, like we were we, we, we were we were away from the sun so you know it was really good it was a oh, beautiful day anyway I love my wife just like Dustin Spin. Krenzer
1: love our wife so
0: you know speaking of a band you, he we, doesn't we, always
1: love her Mike We, we, we discussed that, that was a long time
0: ago her. Adam that was a long time ago <laughs>
1: 2009, Dustin Kendrew, the smartest man. (laughs) (laughs) So going from one group
0: of dad bands or one dad band to another group of dad bands, what do you got for me
1: this week, Adam? I I got the ultimate dad right here with Mark Knopfler mark I, mean, I, I i'm afraid that someday when i reach 60 like then i'm only going to be listening to like bow, 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 bow. get yourself <laughs> a shoe don't forget to make your shoe be a shoe what's you know, all like the all shoe talk going on in discord <laughs> this just, past week <laughs> it's just one it's just one song but it's okay it's, it's uh one of the, the albums from this week he talks about his hat i think or maybe that's one of the the, the ones on the current list, but um, anyway, uh, 2004's Shangri La. I know with Tom, he said this was not his his favorite of the uh, of, of the Knopfler trio um, <clears throat> nine solo albums. So this one, it's long again, sixty six minutes. It's all just, it's slowed down. I mean, this is a dude who likes to take his time. And sometimes he'll write a really good hook. And sometimes there's like three or four tracks in a row that are long and slow with no hooks whatsoever, except for that. And what I learned also from his Wikipedia page is that technically, like, he is left handed, but he plays the guitar like a right-handed person Mm. and, and he doesn't use a pick. Like he only uses like finger picking. That's interesting. All of that guitar stuff. Yeah. Like he, he learned to play that way, like as a teenager or something like that on like some old rusty, like disgusting guitar that he found in a bar (laughs) somewhere. And it was all out of tune. And He was like basically, yeah. And he started playing that way. And it was just like, that's how he kind of found his, his style. So I never realized that he wasn't using a pick for all these years, let alone the fact that he's like playing right-handed guitar when he's left-handed. So oh, that's, that's kind of
0: cool. Yeah. That's interesting. It, it, it always astounds me how people who are, you know, not right-handed or have like a neurodivergence with their, with their dominant hand or something like how they learn or adapt to instrumentation. Like apparently right. like, um, who's the drummer for the Beatles? Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. Apparently he, does the same thing like he plays left-handed but his drum set is set up for a right-handed person so that's why he, all those weird interesting fills that he does is is, is a result mm-hmm. of that
1: okay well i mean he he plays right-handed and he has a right-handed kit but maybe he is left-handed. but he's left-handed yeah so he learned yeah, how okay. to
0: fill as a left-handed person so which is why his fills <laughs> always sound like like that little off kilter yeah well in Jimi
1: Hendrix was left handed and he yeah. played his guitar upside down. Yeah. So and that that was another reason why he like played guitar a way that nobody else had ever played guitar yeah. before.
0: So, on fire. Yeah.
1: Interesting. <laughs> and on fire. <laughs> ouch, ouch, ouch. Oh, so
2: <laughs> so many wrists. Ow. <laughs> this solo's so good.
0: Ow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. Um but no, this album is okay. I I um it's it's a fifty fifty. Um the, the song Boom Like That is is like the ballad of Ray Kroc. It is such an interesting song uh, about Ray McDonald's Kroc. McDonald's is Ray Kroc.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa. Yes. Like it's a, such an interesting song about Ray Kroc like coming to San Bernardino and meeting up with the original McDonald's guys and then and eventually like stealing like, their business from under them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And stealing their business from them and then like slowly taking over the entire world. Oh shit. So it's a good song. I mean, and, and it's great storytelling and you know he, he doesn't hold back. I mean, he talks about him being the total asshole about it, but he also was very successful. So I, I enjoyed that song a lot. It had some really good hooks in that one. Um, and then you just, you, you kind of hit some, some drab along mm. the way. Um, postcards from Paraguay. I remember i liked that song, the, the song don't crash the ambulance, the final track. I, I didn't know that that was written about him being in a, in a motorcycle accident back in oh, 2003. Shit. But uh, Tom told me about that. I was like, oh, damn, he like broke six ribs or something like that. Yeah, he shared um, that but, article on Discord, and I read that. I was like, this this, this guy should have be dead. <laughs> I know, I know. He was only 53 at that time. So <laughs> good thing he's not getting in motorcycle accidents now. But again, I mean, it's got that slowed down country vibe that he's not straying too far away from at this point. So This was kind of a 50-50 album, um, but that Ray Kroc song is is pretty good oh i'll have to check that out because i also love that movie the founder too oh that's right yeah and it made me want to rewatch that movie again uh, so <laughs> good, dude I, I i watched it once and i feel like i need to watch it again
0: yeah even like living that. in southern california too like seeing that recreation of like of mcdonald's from the 50s mm-hmm. it's like wow this is mm-hmm. like like it, it's so nostalgic even though i wasn't in this know.
1: town yeah. Look at all those white people in San Bernardino. Interesting. That's very different. than. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those well-dressed white people in San Bernardino. Very hmm. different. Different time. Today, right? <laughs> and if you, you can Google earth like the original McDonald's uh, and it's like all like they've turned that into like a shrine.
0: Well, yeah. The Cause the that building McDonald's is there. not the original Perfect. McDonald's. That was like the first right. one. They've moved that to like a mise like, I think like in the Pacific Northwest or something.
1: Mm-hmm. So 2007 was the next one for Kill to Get Crimson. And this one just picks up where the last one left off. That's a sick looking album title, dude. Kill to Get Crimson. It kind of is. I was hoping for something um, a little bit more, I don't know, dangerous. But it's not really. <laughs> something dangerous. edgy? Yeah. Um, I, I know the first three tracks I'm like hard out on. Um, but heart full of holes, track four was pretty cool. This track, secondary waltz, I think I had read that he wrote that back in the eighties, um, and and decided to put on this album. And it's just all about like like being forced to learn how to waltz when you're in middle school, like in the in your PE class, <laughs> and then like having to go like do it for real with girls. And it's just such a hokey song. It's like, oh
0: man,
2: that's
1: so <laughs> specific too. It's, it's it's adorable, but it's just like. Uh, come on. I mean, it's kind of funny because he talks about how like the PE coach is like a retired military guy. And then, but he's teaching, he's teaching these 12 year old boys how to waltz. He's like, yeah. And he's yelling at them for doing terribly, terribly at it. (laughs) So it's kind of funny in that regards, but it's still kind of a a dorky song. (laughs) Um, Punish the monkey right after that is, is a good song. I like that that one a lot. I hope so, but it's nice. it's about it's like it's kind of 80s. It, it seems like it's a song that would fit on a Dire Straits album back in the day. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and that's that's kind of it. This was a really ho hum album for me at 56 minutes long. Um, there was a few others that were were all right, but nothing too nothing too crazy. Okay, to too still just about. kind of trudging along. Hmm. Unfortunately, um, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way about Get Lucky, even though there's some good songs on here as well. Um, the, the opening track Border Revere is a good song. Um Before Gas and TV is a really good, like like really stripped down, obviously country sounding song, but it's more of like a a telling a story kind of thing about like what life was like before gas and TV and telling stories around your guitar, and like this song's got a cool vibe to it. Um sounds and like then there's very there...
0: picturesque. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. So when he does that kind of stuff, it's like cool, but there's just not enough of it. Um, but the last song, there's a few other really good songs on here as well. Like Remembrance Day and So Far From the Clyde, but Piper to the End. I clicked on that one because it had its own Wikipedia page. This song is really good, but it's apparently about his uncle who was a Piper in the first battalion, uh, Tyneside Scottish something or other in, in like the, he was in the military on the Scottish side of things in World War Two and, and he, he was, was a, piper a piper that's that cool. would play while they go into battle dude and he I was killed.
0: every time I see like old timey war movies or TV shows or something and I see like those bannermen or those pipers yeah. or the ones like playing like the war drums I'm like I want that right. fucking job dude
1: <laughs> so apparently his uncle was that and he died in in a battle in North of France. Well, yeah, because the only thing he had to defend himself was a fucking piper. <laughs> I know. He was 20 years old and he died in that. And this was like several oh, years before Knopfler was born. But he like grew up hearing all the stories about this uncle and being a piper and kind of like how his family obviously was more drawn towards music. Um, and so like music became, it was, it was, you know, a huge thing in his family. And when you have like somebody playing music who dies in war. Uh, it's going to, it's going to affect you as a person and, and you know, brothers in arms, the track was all about that, obviously. So I thought that was a cool story and a very cool song.
0: Well, that's cool, man.
1: Even, even on an album that was still kind of 50, 50.
0: Yeah. At least that uh, song was through. like a cool point of view too, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting into privateering, which is the 89 minute double album from 2012. Um, I know Tom said there's a few really good songs on there. I'm, I'm kind of hearing it. It's, it still is the same same stuff, but you, you start picking out like certain tracks. It's like let's let's just could make like a whole album of really good tracks instead of throwing in the, the... <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, so. Privateering is is a double album, 89 minutes, and then Tracker from 2015 is like some crazy hour long minutes thing and then 2018's down the road wherever is 70 minutes long
0: Woo. but you know a lot of long yeah i mean and <laughs> we're taking a, a week off so you can travel but like man you've got a lot of albums to exactly like have no no shortage <laughs> of music to listen to
1: no shortage and that's okay like I'm i'm still enjoying the stuff that i am enjoying here that's all that matters man I think it kind of is. And I'm just thinking, like, is this what I'm going to listen to when I'm 60? Is this the only thing that. Because now, like, you've seen how I've evolved from 20 to 40, where I'm like, man, Frank Turner and that kind of music is my jam. I'm like, is this where I'm headed in the next 20 years? I'm frightened. And I'm being like, like, telling kids, like, hey, why don't you turn down those drums? Can you turn down the volume on those? Because we're going to just play guitar. And they're like, oh, man, cool. Like, just hang out, man. We got like six hours of sitting here doing nothing. Um, so that's, that's me.
0: I mean, like, can you, can, can you imagine yourself like listening to an album of this ilk and then immediately listen to like His Last Walk by Blessed the Fall, though, when you're 60?
1: Oh man, that would be interesting. That'd be fun I'll, as fuck. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I get there. Well, I'll be right by your side at age 60, <laughs> man, I promise. So, Okay, okay. And what also throws me off about Knopfler is that he looks almost exactly like the lead singer of Bad Religion. Especially oh, cool. now that they're 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 both old and old, bald and, men and gray and, and yeah they as old men they look exactly the same so like I have this bizarre picture in my brain trying to figure out which one's which when I'm just thinking about who's singing like I'm I'm thinking of Gray Graffin while I'm hearing these mm-hmm. songs so <laughs> interesting the, no no it's the other bald guy who's who's got gray hair oh now <laughs> I know who you're talking about okay. <laughs> Um, so I think that's all I got. Cool, dude. Yeah. So it
0: sounds like you're at least enjoying it and you're, you're getting close to the end now. So should he be releasing more music? You're going to be checking that out too? Cause it sounds like, you know, he's on a two and three year um, album yeah. release cycle. So he might be due for a new, a new one sometime soon.
1: He, he might be, I mean, his albums do really, really well in the UK. So he is not short on money. Right. That's for sure. Um, and he hasn't done a soundtrack album since 2016. So yeah, well maybe he, he was maybe he years. meant
0: to release one this year, but like he had to delay it because of the vinyl. Oh
1: goddamn <laughs> vinyl! <You> ruin everything. <laughs> I, I I want to apologize for my rant from earlier. Um, I, I think no, that was out don't. of mine. No, I, you I, don't. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know how many vinyl uh, Americans are out there who actually listen to this show. There's at least two that I know who listen religiously and I consider my friends. Um, (laughs) But from the deepest part of my heart, I want to say, I'm sorry. He he doesn't mean that. that. He doesn't mean that he doesn't like vinyl at all. I'm going to
0: sneak into his house while he's gone next week. And I'm going to take that vinyl that I gave him for his birthday back
1: because he doesn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm getting fraud alerts from my credit card again. Again? Thanks Mike. This is
0: all because I just, I talked about vinyl. See just, what I mean, dude? You brought this on yourself. Do you need to go?
1: Life. No, it doesn't matter. All they do is cancel my credit card and send me a new one. Just oh like my last God, week. this and keeps happening. And the time happening. before that. And the time before that. The time before that.
0: <laughs> you know who probably didn't steal your credit card? Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro He mm-hmm. probably has enough money, I hope. Jane's Addiction's point. own Dave Navarro. He played guitar. On uh, the sixth studio album from The Sounds of It. Uh, this is my third album from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh The only one that I'm going to be listening to that doesn't have John Frishanti, right? Correct. Correct. Well, well, until well, I'm you get with to
1: Klinghoffer in 2011.
0: Right, so I'm with That's you still... as uh, John Klinghoffer. We'll get to John Klinghoffer in just a bit. Decades. But, um, uh, Decades. But, uh, so I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right off the top, dude. Did Jim Morrison, like, suddenly show up on the song Deep Kick? <laughs> that is the most, like, Jim Morrison fucking sounding song I've heard since listening to Jim Morrison's music. Bro.
1: Oh, with his, like, spoken word Yeah, thing. dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that's not a, that's not a track I like. And a lot I like that vibe, not... though. That cool, like, extended
0: spoken word intro. Like, that was, mm. you know, especially now that I'm familiar with the Doors music, like, that gave me hardcore like,
1: Jim Morrison vibes, so. That, that, was, that, was, that, that was a welcome it was, addition. It was a very nostalgia song for a band that is like still active, you know, 25 years later. Mm-hmm. When they're like, Remember when we were kids and we did stupid shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the butthole surfer said it was better to do something you regret instead of regretting not doing something. Thanks Flea. You can sing. We got it.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm going to get to the good right here.
1: So the album
0: itself, you know, it's a lot more mellow, a little bit more jam bandy than the previous two. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can really hear like, like both Anthony Kiedis, like getting a little bit better as a singer. Like he's actually doing really well with his melodies. Right. And this is the album. I think you told me like off air to you and your wife last week. That, like this is the album. Like, Flea really takes like the leadership role and like, the musicianship. Yeah,
1: because Navarro and Kiedis were just like, hey, guys, isn't it great to be sober? Was, oh, man, it's so good to we be sober. We are so sober right now. <laughs> I'll be back in like seven hours. <laughs> all right. That's all I have to say about the good stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The interlude tracks are so dumb,
1: dude. The interlude tracks.
0: Yeah, like p- be... like P... A pea, oh, oh, pea, like yeah, P-E-A, I forgot about that one. Yeah, and like just like kind of like the interlude-y kind of like insert like extended outros and stuff like that, where it's just kind of like blubbering. Like there's just like blubbering idiots at this point. And it's like, it, oh, I mean like it's Anthony missing, like
1: it's missing something.
0: It's missing something, and the lyrics <laughs> overall, dude, unhinged,
1: <laughs> straight up unhinged. <laughs> I know. I'm feeling – I mean, P – Flea sang that song at the show I went to in 2000. Okay, yeah. And the crowd crowd went fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, I looked it up and like Flea (laughs) – I I read that Flea sang that song. And the only thing I can can think of is like, do you remember my bachelor party in in 2010 when we all got super drunk and our former friend Frank brought his guitar and I was just Mm. like singing over – his guitar, <laughs> just nonsense words about like <laughs> girls' front butts. <laughs> oh man, yes. That that's what this is. That's what this is. Yeah. It's just right. it's just Flea singing nonsense. And apparently that Stupid song is about like somebody who like dick. Yeah, that song's about somebody. That's Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the you what, can kick my ass, yeah. So what? <laughs> that song oh, is man. unhinged, and like lyrically, I, like Anthony stuff is unhinged as well, dude. It's like <laughs> this is my least
1: favorite. I'm on, a, I'm on a walkabout. Yeah, I'm gonna walk around, and I'm gonna talk about. You I'm can walking. do it with the shovel. You <laughs> can do it with the spoon. <laughs> it's like, what, what so is like this that album that, dude? That, that that song is almost what all of their very first album was. Oh, yeah? Or it's like just that that talk rap kind of stuff with just like the like <laughs> right behind it, and it's like what's going on here? Like, so it's cool? meant to be like
0: kind of an homage to old, earlier stuff. Then Is I, that what the... I guess so. It's just okay. like
1: a normal song about like, hey, isn't it great to go outside and take a walk because I'm high?
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> I got my shovel with me, but like. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Aeroplane, I think, is probably, like, my favorite song here. Like, I kind of got vague nostalgia from that song.
1: Apparently, it was a single. Do you remember it? You I vaguely remember it, remember it, but it must not have what been about... a super popular song. Okay. I remember the video for that one and, like, the kids all showing up at the end. and singing. Okay. And But My Friends was a really big radio hit for
0: that. I don't remember that song at all. And I've, I've been with no. this album all week. Okay. And it didn't hit any nostalgia. Like, I don't remember this did being you, on the radio. Did you like
1: the did you like that song cuz that's one of my favorites on this
0: I mean song. when compared to the unhinged nature of some of these <laughs> songs yeah it's one of the better right, ones right. Yeah and then my I friends feel, in airplane is probably like my favorite
1: I feel like this closing track transcending is like like a like well John's going to be dead soon and it feels like a remember our good friend John who's mm-hmm. dead now like let's let's go ahead and just write a song to him now um, so we don't have to do it later. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, I like the introspective nature of that song, and it's very refreshing too, especially with like mm-hmm. I'm still processing "Walkabout" <laughs>
1: <And> like, <laughs> the fucking fucked up nature of some of these lyrics. But I, I like Tear Jerker right after Walkabout. I think Tear Jerker is a pretty cool song.
0: And so yeah, but isn't that kind of like a <laughs> wink at the camera, kind of like, uh-huh. this is our sand song.
1: Yeah, and and if I had been listening to this band from the 80s into the 90s, I would have been like, fuck this band. I, d- I don't like this band. Like, this mm. is so... Uh, if I had started in 84 to 95, I'd be like, there is nothing about this band worth anybody giving their time mm. to. So, um
0: but yeah. no, I, I, I wouldn't say that either, you know, like as mm-hmm. just listening to the three albums of this band, like, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. there is like some good stuff here, like Flea being like the, the forefront, of course, you know, cause like, I don't think Dave Navarro is like that great of a, just, just as his presence right here, right. I'm not familiar with Jane's mm-hmm. addiction, but like his presence here in this album just seems kind of blah. Like he's just kind of there following right. the rhythm Whereas Flea yeah. is really, really, like, leading the songwriting. So, Definitely. like, that element I really liked about this album. Like, and, and like I said, Anthony Kiedis is much better as a singer. His melodies are much more prominent here. And he's, like, you can tell he's taking singing a little bit more seriously when he's singing about mm-hmm. going on a walk high with his spoon. Um <laughs> But uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, that so, being said you know, though, this is like my least it, favorite. It's not shovel. It's not shovel. He's, he's saying shuffle, like you oh, can shuffle. Really? I've been yeah. thinking. Sh- he's talking shovel. about. Okay. He's talking different w- different ways of walking. Oh, and, okay, I mean,
0: all right, that makes those, a lot more sense
1: now. <laughs> I was thinking he was walking with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know how to walk very well, you can. Walk in different ways. Like a shuffle, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: Okay. I know. Well, you know yeah. what? That doesn't make me like that song a little bit more. <laughs> no, it's a bad
1: song. Right.
0: So this is my least favorite um so far. Um okay. just because of like, <laughs> yo, I didn't connect with any of these songs. Like I can still acknowledge though like the bass work is still amazing and you know, mm-hmm. things
1: like that. But like it's and, so and sporadic me, and it's just like, ugh. For me, it's still a fifty-fifty, just like the last three two, two albums okay. were, and you know the three previous albums to that weren't anything to be super excited about. So mm-hmm. I would have like written this band off a long time ago if I had been listening to them through the eighties. But, but now that
0: I've gone through this band so far, I can drop them right yes. here, and I don't yes. have to listen to anything else, which is cool. I, I can move on to Metallica,
1: <laughs> and no, California's feel... coming up, baby. I, I feel like. I don't know why I did this to you because I wanted you to have that perspective of the early days, and then get into the stuff that I think is is transcendent. No, um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited
0: that... for revisiting California Kitchen because I listened to that back in yes. '99. That was a heavier wow. album, I believe. I believe I listened to it like 2000 um, or 2001 or something like that. Whenever okay. I was good friends with Javier, but so I listened to this back then. You know, of course, didn't have that perspective, but now I'm revisiting it and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it back then and I feel like I'm going to enjoy it a lot more now. Now, you know, even though I'm not 2013, Mike, when I was my, at my smartest (laughs) or 2005, Mike, or 2005 Mike when it was even smarter. (laughs) But, uh, no, so, you know, now that I have like this more music knowledge and like this more appreciation for songwriting and things like that, I am excited Mm -hmm. to revisit this album that I
1: remember really enjoying. So, so this, this one, when you get to, by the way, in stadium Arcadium and I'm with you, a hundred percent different band, but this, this is the album where it's like, you got elements of, of the early days mixed in with where they're going to go. Um, but this is like the transitional album Cool to that. And like, I mean, all the radio hits obviously are here. Um, it, it's, it's got its aggressive moments. It's got its, it's, uh, super hooky soft moments. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the ballads obviously kind of take off um and but for comes back and he's sober and he's got a whole new perspective on the world um this is obviously before to record water correct at least. so um yeah but uh, it's it's one of my favorite albums um uh, that that's the thing the the only track i don't like is is porcelain number 8 which mm-hmm. is very very soft and does not fit on this album okay but um I hope you like it.
0: I Related. feel like I, I, I will, especially coming off of a not-so-good album, uh, so, in my opinion, of course. But um, right. yeah, I'm excited yeah. to revisit this one, and it's, you know, it's,
1: it's so a long since, time coming. Since we're not recording next week, and next week's a busy week, Yes do you, do you want to hold off on this until we reconvene on the 24th, or the weekend of? You
0: mean for Shadows
1: Collide With People? No, I meant for Californication. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet, so. That's what I said. Do you want to hold off and not do it until the following week? Or do you want to listen to it this week and then we'll talk about it the week after?
0: Oh, we could do that. So you mean like talking about this and by the way? Or just listen to this and then just holding just, off.
1: Just this one, yeah, and, okay. and holding off. Like yep. just focus on new music and and save the old. Yeah, because
0: there's a lot of new music coming out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. So I'll 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 stick with Californication for the next two weeks and then listen to okay. you know absorb all the new albums as well. But okay, um, cool.
1: And then yeah, shadows collide with people. I hadn't. I. I Listened to this album last year. Yeah, so
0: was, just because this Red Hot Chili Peppers album I'm listened to didn't feature John Frusciante doesn't mean I didn't listen to John Frusciante this past week. Exactly. Shadows <laughs> collide
1: with people. Wow, 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 wow! What an album, dude! The, is is like, it? Uh, I yeah, I, I listened to it last year. I hadn't listened to it in at least eight or nine months now and i listened to it yesterday and was like wow (laughs) i forgot
0: how immediately (laughs) the the the, the second track omission is an amazing song dude and that's Mm -hmm. featuring josh klinghoffer
1: like on additional vocals as well right so um yeah because he he did uh, a lot of the music on here as well right yeah Yeah, lead, lead vocals on omission you're right uh, but he also played guitar and bass and synthesizers and keyboards. And mm-hmm. like, him and John did like all of the music. Yeah,
0: they were bass. like co-songwriters on this this mm-hmm. fantastic project. We also got Chad Smith on drums, Flea, I don't know who that is, on bass. Um, <laughs> for just one rename, song. Right? For just... yeah, on one song, yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, yeah so, but still, you know, featuring some of the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers members. Um, what a cool <sighs> project that ebbs and flows. That has mm-hmm. a group, cool, despite being an hour and two minutes long it has Mm -hmm. like a cool pacing with it and i think because some of these songs are so short like it gives you exactly what it needs and it moves Mm -hmm. on to the next song and it's yeah and it it really helps the pacing and the overall vibe of the album it's right i don't even know how to describe like the sound of it it's just experimental
1: art rock it's like you can you can hear elements from to record only water, but it's like now they put the production effort into it. Yeah, and it, it is, this is a refined got,
0: version of like the albums that I've already heard. Right? This isn't just like and, a dude recording into a tape recorder,
1: right? And and he wrote and recorded this album while he was writing and recording. By the way, I don't Look know how that. he he did all of that, but they're all at the same time. Do you think this might <laughs> have been like
0: the 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 kind of
1: um, unused?
0: Um, stuff from by the way,
1: I, it doesn't feel like these were going to be Chili Pepper songs. Okay. Like these feel like purely him and Klinghoffer working together. Um, and yeah, like it, that first track, like right when it throws into to Carvel or how mm-hmm. we pronounce that, like it's just like oh, this is a whole different sound and an artist that is like taking this stuff seriously. Yeah, very dark sounding too. You know, mm-hmm. and you just got that that all those. All, all those harmony layers of which when you get to by the way, that's where like it's it's all polished and clean mm-hmm. um and all the guitar layers in all the different ways that that are on there and oh man, and uh was it this cold? I think Brian Fallon uh started gaslight anthem based on that track, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds so. very <laughs> <B-fowl>. <laughs> Um <laughs> that song is so good, and uh yeah, it's got that that gaslight elements all over it yeah
0: i feel like there's like industrial elements in this album there's like folksy stuff like you said with like this cold mm-hmm. there's like there's,
1: and that failure failure 33 object yeah which is just like that weird sound thing that's like that's overdubbed
0: yeah for, and i thought i was gonna hate that when i first heard it but it, it, mm-hmm. it, it like turns into something else and it's like right very
1: effective It's so cool. I I I really really like that. And you just like you're you're waiting for the next thing to be added to this weird noise thing. (laughs) So it's like, what's coming next? Yeah, this is this is the eighth eighth bar. Something new is going to come. Yeah, it keeps (laughs) you on your
0: edge, right? Oh gosh, yeah. What a cool project, man! And like, Mm -hmm. it was cool listening to this like side by side with a one hot minute because you know this was Mm -hmm. definitely like the highlight, of course. But you know, just kind of juxtaposing like you know, chili pepper. You know, kind of like a low point in Chili Peppers, at least my journey with them, and then like, mm-hmm. and then seeing John Frashanti in two thousand and four, kind of like, just throwing everything that he had, creatively speaking, at this yes. album and just knocking it out of the water, dude. It's so cool. It's really really cool album,
1: and yeah, it doesn't have a dull moment. Like I I I thought that I, I thought that I thought it was long. But listening to it yesterday, I'm like, no, this is exactly the length it needs to be.
0: No, nah, dude, one hot minute that. is long. Like, I was waiting for one hot minute <laughs> yeah. to finish, dude.
2: Yeah, know, <laughs> this
0: one was I like, know. I can't get me enough too. of this, dude. I could go for another
1: half hour with this. So, um, you're gonna you're entering the trifecta. The, the trifecta for me that is like, like the next three albums are all in my top 140 albums. Here, here. we go, baby. Um, So the, the will to death came out in June of Oh four, a mere four months after shadows collide with people. And then you got inside of emptiness is October of Oh four. And then curtains, which is a perfect is like, you know, 10 out of 10 album for me. Um, February of Oh five. Now it's, 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 we're going to get scaled back. Um, We're we're going back into folk pretty hardcore on this. Um, After listening to cat Stevens, I was like, Oh, this is what for was channeling um, for these three albums right here. But um, they are, they are good. And then when you get to the Empyrean, which is after curtains from 2009, that's where the full band thing kind of comes back. Mm, okay, um, That, that one is interesting. I know I like it, but it, it kind of, it takes a really interesting shift in sound. Um, it's not as like, I don't want to say like, radio friendly as shadows collide with people can be at times, but it's got that same vibe to it. Okay. So, um, but no, the next three albums, I don't know when you want to jump into the will to death, um, but it's, it's all. You know, I could, I could probably
0: listen to it alongside Californication.
1: Um, I think so. I think so. That would be fine. Um, And yeah, when, and we'll just continue to talk about that and I can go on for days and days about, all of these albums yeah. and <laughs> you have <laughs> in the left. past. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was really, really happy that, cause I, I was listening to that one and I'm like, Mike's going to love this. There's no reason why anybody would not love shadows collide with people. It's like those elements are there. I don't know if you need to go back and listen to the, to the less polished versions <laughs> from, from years past uh, to appreciate it. But that's polished, but polished it, versions all, of shadows collide with people. <laughs> Well, I mean to listen to to record only water. Oh, and from sure. From the sounds inside, to like get that element with like the, just the electronic drums, um, and the in the very off key vocal arrangements, where this is like, hey, all the vocals are on range. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. He's singing. Correctly. Oh, and
0: speaking of the vocals, I, I can't remember if I said this, but like John is sounding so much better as a singer at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, it, you know. And that's it, that's where me about his like how off putting his vocal range was in, you know, in those 2001 right. albums. And I mean, they were a little rough, but like they were still, I was still able to get through them without cringing too much, but like, th- he's right. like legit,
1: like a much better singer at this point. Right. And, and just, just enjoy those harmonies. Cause he can do harmonies either with himself or with Anthony Kiedis. And they always add so much depth cool dude. to the song. And it's like, wow, I don't, I can't think of anybody else who does anything too similar to this besides like the eagles or something you know, they're five part harmonies yeah <laughs> you know? um but in the studio yeah there's there's a lot of harmonies going yeah, on dude. there
0: so it's, it's it's cool for like both of these bands too like for for john Frusciante and for red hot chili peppers like i feel like i'm getting to like the good stuff so yes, i'm, 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 yes, I'm really right. excited for both for listening to both of these especially side by side because uh, you know chili peppers are starting to catch up to like where now i'm at for uh John Fruscianti for the most part, right? Like in just like five years um, removed.
1: Yes. Yes. So catching up. So, okay. So you'll, you'll get Californication and the will to death for next episode. For next episode in about two weeks. So
0: I think that's a way where we will uh, call it for this week's episode. Then
1: I think you had anything else for me, bud. Sounds good. I, I, I want to jump into nine inch nails, but they have, I think it was 13 albums just last year. Yes. (laughs) One of those albums is four albums. So one of those albums is four
0: albums.
1: (laughs) It's like, it's called ghosts one through four and they're all like nine tracks. Holy shit. I don't know if it's considered EPs or albums. I
0: just, I just pulled up their discography right now. They have ghosts one through four in 2008 and then Ghost yes. Five uh, in 2020,
1: uh, and Ghost yes. Six also in 2020. Yes. Whoa. So, I'm like so wanting to do this, but all the albums are an hour long, and I'm just like, ah, I'm trying to do that now, and it's it's painful at times. But maybe when I get a lull in in new albums, then I'll I'll jump into that.
0: Good God, yeah this is a <laughs> this is a gigantic discography. Mm -hmm. Anyway,
1: well, well, all all the tracks, all the tracks on the Ghost albums are just called Ghost 001, Ghost 002, Ghost 003. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, that sounds so cool.
0: I need to hear these. I know, but uh, I hope it doesn't. I hope eventually when we get there, it doesn't like let us down.
1: I know. Oh man. <laughs> Ghost 004 is about Ray Kroc. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I was re listening to uh, if, I,
0: if I Can't Have Love, I Want Power at the gym last night. Fuck, dude. And I was just like, just vibing out. I was like, lip syncing it underneath my mask. And I was like, mm, I love this fucking mm. album.
1: I love wearing masks. You can sing whenever you want and nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode, man. We touched on
0: a lot of uh, albums. We touched on a lot of artists. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our Thrice retrospective, just kind of going down that discography and long history of Thrice from our point of view. Because um, also the Jedi are evil and I see through the lies oh, of the Jedi. Always will be. I see yes. through the lies of the Jedi, Adam. All right. I, I murdered. I murdered all of them. The women and the children too. Uh, <laughs> and the sand. I murdered the sand. <laughs> but uh, we will be taking a week off so that Ab- Adam can go uh, um, go traveling, go visit his family a little bit or, uh, next visit, weekend. Visit my,
1: visit my mommy finally for a ma- year and a half ma- ma- Trying trying to do.
0: <laughs> you guys. Hopefully, st- nobody
1: gets sick. You That's guys are staying
0: know. at their place, or you guys can go check out a hotel or something.
1: She has her timeshare. Oh, right cool. Down the street
0: and you get there's so you enough room there. for. Oh, so they're not using the timeshare?
1: No, because they live there.
0: They live near their timeshare?
1: Yes. They live in a house. And they the have street. a
0: timeshare not too far away? Yes. That's for, so for weird. For friend,
1: friends and family to come stay in.
0: Okay. Like, that was
1: the goal. I guess so if what you're... we're finally getting to do. This was I... before COVID, remember? So we were right, expecting yeah. to go out there a lot more often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and I wanted to go check out like Charger Raider games down there, but
1: maybe one day. I know. We'll check Someday. out the Charger game
0: next month, though. Ooh, that's right. It's coming yeah, out. Yeah, baby. So, yeah. So, no new episode uh, next week, but please join us. We'll probably do a track-by-track on on one of the 17 albums that's coming out this past, <laughs> this next Friday. So, uh, stay tuned <laughs> yes. for that. Uh, if you want to talk to us in the meantime, uh, well, you can do that. There's a Discord invite in the description of this episode. And it's, 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 it's open to the public, so you're just welcome to head on in if you want. Uh, you can chat with us. You can lurk down there and just... You know, laugh, laugh in the comfort of your own phone or home or wherever it is. I don't know. We're hilarious guys, and we're not doing our episode. We're very serious when we're doing our show, but we're very hilarious outside of uh, this podcast. So please join us on there if you care to do so. Uh, You can also send us an email if you want to send us anything or you know tell tell us what's up. Or if you're if you happen to be in a band or a promoter or whatever, we get a lot of like we get a lot of solicitations down there. That's at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. Uh, and I am over at Instagram on at Mike wears Prada. So, you know, you can talk to me over there if you wish. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, please check out horizons East by thrice. Of course, thank, you know, going into theme of this uh, this week's episode. And, uh, that'll do it again for my co-host, Adam. I am your co-host Mike. And like we're saying, when we release, our second solo album, which is also a (laughs) faith-based album under our own name.
1: Oh man, I I read here, Ghost 006. It's about Dave Thomas, Wendy's founder. (laughs) But why
0: would you release that that under your own name, Adam? Like It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to do a song about Dave Thomas, do it under your religious band name, all right? Exactly. It makes perfect sense to me.
1: Everything doesn't belong. (laughs) <laughs> especially vinyls
0: go, you know what go, go go visit the the if you're a vinyl collector and that made you mad go visit our 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 our, our discord and let adam have it i want oh, man. next two weeks just adam just adam rage <laughs> he can handle it. he's a grown man
1: I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. Last time I bought a vinyl, I was six. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it was
1: Sesame Street Sings ABCs. I mean, oh. it's a good album. Everybody oh. should pick it up. Did you
0: hang that up? Is it Or is that under your bed with that AFI album? You know, your favorite oh, album man. of all time.
1: <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's somewhere around here. <laughs> Come at us, everyone. Come at us. <laughs> it's filling up a landfill somewhere in America. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> See you folks.